0: I cannot believe you chose this moment to eat a Cliff Bar. We've been trying to get this going for forty minutes. No, and you he, a cliff he, bar should, he should now. Now is um, when you eat a Cliff Bar, Griffin. He
1: should eat. It is a wise decision.
2: No, a wise decision. would have been to eat in the last forty minutes when we're trying to get this going. He's gonna need so much energy though. He's gonna. He's going to war right now. Yeah, mm, I guess it is. Smoking.
1: No, he's up. He's up. All that <laughs> energy is fusing <pleasing laughs> into him. He's
2: also put on the mask. I hate the cliff part. Gave me
3: joke energy. Let's do a podcast. Smoking. Justin made me watch the Jim Carrey documentary. It ruined my fucking life.
0: to the besties where we talk about the latest and greatest in sports pop culture news <laughs> trivia hq <laughs> qh uh mm-hmm. masks some spooky new ones on the market this year we're going to talk about all of the new masks on the market and we talk about uh dating advice and stuff
2: then video don't games. do it
0: save your heart for marriage save your heart for marriage
2: Wait, R- wait, 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 wait. Are you saying never be abstinent from dates? Yes. So yes. Russ
3: just said best game of the week. And I know that's like his fun catchphrase, but it did make me think about a time where we did this podcast on a weekly basis <laughs> and it sent a literal ghostly shiver up my spine. Haunting.
0: Um, this uh, this year we're uh talking about mainly focus on video games. You know, they've come un- in 2017, What I can say is, this This year they have come into their own. They're not art, obviously.
3: No, no, no. no. That's paintings and stuff. But yeah,
0: (laughs) but they have come a long way since uh, since Pac Man. Um, And I want to talk about the the greatest games of uh, 2017. That's where we're here to settle. We, um, I'd love to tell you we had a system. We basically randomly assembled a bracket. (laughs) Nigh randomly. I'll, I'll be fair. Nigh randomly. Um, and before we get into the those. Uh, <laughs> That's going to become talk-
3: immediately apparent once we reach what I'm going to call the diarrhea round <laughs> that we have in here. You are I you are going to know this was not scientific in any way. I,
1: I basically had a bunch of ping pong balls and a washing machine, mm-hmm. and I just threw them in there, and I forgot to number them. So as I was pulling them out, I, I was numbering them then. Yeah, and of course all the ping pong balls melted.
3: And so what we're yes. handing you is our plastic <laughs> mistake.
0: Uh, so let's get this plastic thing started. First, I want to talk about a couple of things that we did not talk about previously, which we were supposed to do last year, but a couple of things were like late, late additions. Uh, yes. The first one I wanted to mention was Goragoa. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's kind of intentionally challenging, I think. But uh, Goragoa is a um, puzzle game that came out in sort of the middle of December. Um, and gosh, it is hard to... Uh, explain it's, a, it's sort of a one man show made by Jason Roberts. Um, he's been making it for I think over seven years, and uh, it came out on uh, iOS and Switch and Windows. It is a sort of a storybook puzzle game where the story and the game itself is presented to you in four panels in sort of a square orientation, and you have the ability to zoom in on the panels zoom out and also sort of shift them uh, to different places so for instance if you see a window in one of the frames you're looking at you might be able to tap that window to sort of zoom in and change your perspective and that could go several layers deep you know maybe you see something out the window and then you could zoom in on that thing and then by sort of the adjusting the scale like that and also the positioning you sort of create tableaus that allow the uh, two scenes to interact with
3: each other. Um, very, I, this can is you get, can it, you get this? Hollow. Is, yeah. So as an example, like there's a, you may be looking at a boy sitting at a dark desk, trying to read something, but you can zoom in on a darkened lantern. And when you, when you, your perspective switches to that, there's actually a hole in that frame of the picture where the lantern is. And then you drag and drop it over another picture that has like a bunch of stars. And one of the stars is very bright. And where the hole is in that one picture, you drop over that star and suddenly the light from the star is the light inside the lantern and then you zoom back out and the boy can see and the painting has changed and it's very is the boy
1: confused at all that
3: a star is now he's instantly immolated because the star is you know billions (laughs) of degrees Um, but but it's it's what is so cool about it that's just like one example of like what this game does and there's there's I played it for about a half hour and there were dozens of these cool little interactions it's so fluid though it's there's no like it's not like oh you beat the level it's just like okay the picture has changed and now there's a new picture and it tells this very very, like straightforward like fluid journey that this this one boy goes on but it doesn't uh it's it's not broken up in any conceivable way yeah. it's just the, constantly evolving.
0: The the interesting thing I think about gorgoa is that it does not necessarily test your puzzle-solving skills as much as it tests your ability to sort of expand your perception and think abstractly trying things that you don't necessarily think make much sense and then uh seeing how those two things interact and overlap um and so it's obviously also like very beautiful to just
2: to look at yeah um and I uh, yeah I I just want to like dig into that a little bit more because I don't enjoy uh most adventure games especially classic adventure games where you're spamming uh clicking around the room and it's like oh well of course a paper clip when combined with a hot dog is actually the key to the next place um where this it feels like one there's not that much space to spam if you play it on your phone um it does it does a
3: really nice thing where it illuminates the things that can be interacted with and you can turn that feature off if you want to be like fully immersed but there's only ever like a couple of things that you can interact with it's not like you have this huge catalog of options available to you it's just trying to figure out how your limited options interact with each other
2: yeah, but then it reward like there's pleasure in that discovery. The, right. the paperclip hot dog thing. It's not like, oh well, that was a weird goof that the designer came up with and now I feel dumb for not putting it together. It the game recognizes that you you might not notice what the connection is that it's trying to make. The reward or the pleasure is like what comes after it. Right. Um which is like I don't know, it's kind of like an inversion of how i feel my relationship is with most adventure games it's
0: a fascinating game we we do need to move on but uh totally totally check it out
1: this episode of the best these is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com. For a limited time, listeners can get twenty dollars off their best-selling frame with code besties. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Promo code besties. Terms and conditions apply.
3: On that same vein, it's just sort of cerebral, quiet, um artistic, smart people stuff. Uh, it's a game that Santa Claus came down oh. chiming and brought to me for the Christmas uh, day of the Christ's birth. And that is Drop Mix, the harmonics uh, rhythm card game uh which i don't know i had read some like not great stuff about and i don't know who would not enjoy this game because it's fucking incredible basically you have this deck uh this this board with five slots in it and each one is sort of matched to different instrument categories kind of like amplitude um so there's like a guitar slot and a drum slot and like a vocal slot and there's two hybrid slots where you could put uh, you know, an instrument or, a, a, you know, a drum or, you know, whatever. And you have these cards and then you connect the whole board via Bluetooth to your phone. And then your phone is like the screen and the speaker for everything. And then as you play cards in those slots, it adds uh, components to the cards songs. cards have
0: song fragments on them. Right. So, like...
3: so Call Me Maybe's vocals and uh, uh, maybe um god i'm blanking on everything that is in the, the game. weekend yeah i can't feel my face's drums and uh the mother we share by church's guitar and you blend all these together and there's like a freestyle mode where you can just drop all these um uh, there are there are other game modes too that have more like rules and scoring and stuff like that um but then there are what are called wild cards and wild cards are basically all components of a song. Uh, So super freak by Rick James uh, or um, uh, down with the sickness. Uh, And you play those and it changes the, the sort of parameters of every other card that's on the board. And it does that by, uh, you know, usually playing a drop from whatever song that you've just played the wild card for, but it also changes the key signature and tempo of all of the cards and it shows you all of these. And in freestyle mode, you can switch between those as well. Um, and I, I, I got kind of, uh, more into like music composition and stuff this year. And it sort of gave me a basic understanding of like how this works with loops and, and things like that. And this is really fucking sophisticated technology because like, all of it works. All of it works so well. Like all of it sounds so great together. It always works. It's it, sometimes you make a song where you're like, I am not enjoying this very much. But, but a then lot you of play times it's just yeah. But then but then you play the the OP God card of Skrillex's Bangerang, and it like you were just listening to you know a mix of short skirt long jacket and i will survive and then you drop this bangerang on there and then the song picks mm. up and slowly speeds up and you hear doo, 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 bagarang bass <laughs> and and, all, and suddenly the song is now bangerang it is fucking excellent we played it christmas night for like a few hours with uh, uh Justin's in laws, like their whole family, and they're not like elite gamers like we are. But like, and not it's... even really music people, like, you don't need that understanding to. I to think there was some it. trepidation, like, oh, I'm going to be bad at this. You can't be bad at this. The game is going to figure it out for it you. It even
0: shifts things. Griffin pointed this out. It's really fascinating. It shifts, it could shift like major key songs into minor keys. And that's like wild. Like, it changes the entire.
3: Yeah. the thing hearing the vocals to call me maybe in a minor key signature is like whoa all right uh it's fucking excellent The day after christmas i went online and bought like a hundred dollars worth of more cards to it because it's like all i want to do is play drop mix with my buds um which plant hopefully we'll be able to do real soon yeah um drop mix is great it's also going to be one of those things like DJ Hero where like next year you're going to be able to get it for a song. And I cannot recommend that you do that don't, strongly enough. Don't wait oh for
0: that. Gosh. No, do it. Do it now. I mean, support.
3: do it. Do it now. Support. Support yeah. them because it's such a cool, weird idea. Like all the things that Harmonix makes. It's also um, on sale
0: on Amazon right now for 70 bucks for the for like a bunch of cards and the board yeah, you get the and
3: deck and 70, 70 or so cards. It's it's
0: really also, let's
2: all go buy DJ Hero.
3: Dude, I already own DJ here. I picked that up at like Target for fifteen dollars, and that game owns game. bones. Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's let's do this damn thing. Okay, can we say something nice about each other before we get into it? Because I'm worried it's going to get nasty. You think so? I don't
1: know. Uh, well, I'll, let me preface this by saying I don't give a fuck oh. who wins. I honestly don't. Every single year, I don't care. <laughs> if you're a human being. Who uh, cares what the game of the year was decided by a bunch of people you don't personally know? You shouldn't... It shouldn't bug you that much if it doesn't end up being well, the game you super, super the love. This is not for the journey, not the destination. That's okay. exactly right. is <laughs> our number one game of the year again. I mean, nobody's
3: made a better game than it. I love those little Jawas <laughs> running around and doing. They got their that stuff. cape. They singing their beautiful songs.
1: Uh, I um, don't care. I, I do. Uh, the, and I'm gonna. This is gonna apply to everyone. I love spending time with you guys and talking about the games that we love. So yes. that's also what isn't Polygon's of this.
3: game of the year. Polygon already put up their game of the year list, and they more or less got it right. We more or less got it right. So um some weird choices though chris okay let's get into this chris dirt 2 made it really
2: high up on the list this year what <laughs> yeah, happened chris, here, bud? how did that happen
0: bud, uh, how, hey much, bud? how much
2: time did, uh, both do you spend playing dirt 2 none, none i'm saying oh human that's being. interesting that's that's really interesting I'm, I'm really excited to hear more of your opinions on it oh shit he got us oh, in a trap justin my God. How, <laughs> are,
1: how are the puddle effects in dirt 2 because i feel effects, like that it, really stood out
2: matter it's it's that that feel
3: of being oh, f- on that bumpy dirty road being a dirty car all right let's do it round one let's do it we have dirty eight boys. we have eight rounds including one diarrhea round and then we're gonna get down to the next sort of cycle or whatever so oh my god i think let's just do it <laughs> round okay. one gravity rush two versus horizon zero dawn Okay. Do we want to talk about why we paired these two? Yeah, I think I think in each round it would be good for us to like talk about why we oh, paired these two. They're open world games. Okay. End of it. And
2: then uh, <laughs> how?
1: Oh, and how well they both star a the lady. They both budget. feature a lady.
2: Yeah. Oh well, sure. Also, two big budget open world games were exclusive to one console. Yeah, sure. And they also both came out before March. Um. Yeah. This was
3: a really. Maybe maybe between like the the big rounds, we should talk about the year in general. Because what a buck wild, yeah. what a Buckwild first quarter. Um, I I, I I
1: want to talk a little bit about the Horizon. sorry, Gravity Rush.
3: Somebody, somebody. I think it's best if one person talks about one game and one person talks. I'm going to talk
1: about Gravity Rush Two. Um, Gravity Rush Two is charmingly like artistic and beautiful and very cheery by and large. Even though there's large chunks that seem like they'd be depressing. The second like the lead character of that game is like very up and happy and eager to help people. Um, the game, it's like the overall campaign of it, I found pretty tedious and not super cool, but I felt the the side stuff they introduced specifically the stuff they added with like, uh, like scavenger hunt y stuff where you like are shown a photo and then you have to like find where that photo was taken is like really, really cool. Um, I thought they did a, a really neat job with, like, the photo sharing stuff. So I think, tonally, I really loved it. The side stuff I really dug, uh, the rest of the game was like, eh.
2: Uh, I
3: know this is kind of your baby. What did you, what did you, uh, why yeah, did you, because I mean, you fought pretty intensely to make sure this made the the top 16.
2: Yeah, I, I love both these games. I think both these games are great. I think, I really quick, Horizon is like, it feels like a pinnacle of a type of game design that maybe we, are hitting the end of the like assassin's creed open world um very meticulously designed uh game I, i'm I curious don't to hear why like you think are... we're hitting the i i agree
3: with you because my my patience for the most part for like open world um character action games has kind of reached its limit
1: yeah you... okay yeah, let's see what I... wins the game of the year this year oh, no that's different <laughs> no, no, no
3: i
2: i don't think th- i think that's exactly what i mean why i say we're hitting the end of it i i'm not saying open world games are done i'm saying this hey collect-a-thon there are a thousand markers yeah. on the planet here's a story that like the horizon's story is good but um it is a good version of a kind of like i don't know weak construction that i'm not a huge fan of yeah um and yeah i think we're at the end of it because you can even these games are like pushing against it horizons combat obviously is a huge shift for this type of series yeah um they're getting away from like the cars and the parkour of gta and assassin's creed that i think kind of dominated the formula i think assassin's creed changing its combat shows a pretty substantial shift for i mean for a series that has refused to do that for right. years um and then i think zelda which we'll get to in a second is essentially what happens when you break all this open and i think gravity Rush is too I, i'm I, Gravity Rush is not a flawless game. It is not um, as polished as Horizon by any stretch of the imagination. It is, without question, my l- least favorite first hour of the game this year. Yeah, it's yeah. A terrible um, it first hour. It is horrible. It is first person and you can't fly. which So it's everything that the game is not. And very dark and sad. But it is just... The, the open world is uh, incredible. It's this... It's kind of riffing on uh, Cuba in the 1950s, 60s. The story is goes, like, much deeper than I thought it would on the issues of income inequality. And, like, basically, like, it, it does a lot of interesting things with wealth and what it means to be a Robin Hood character and how that is good and bad. Um, But the thing that I loved the most was, and this is like, we're going to get obviously some spoilers, these games have been out for a while. But you start in in an open world, and then you get a mission about, I don't know, seven hours in, that is hundreds of meters below you. And you jump off the edge, and it turns out at any point you could have just jumped off the edge of the game, and rather than died, you would have fallen for a long time to another open world. And then later, it turns out there's another open world above everything. And that is such a playful and inventive way of exploring space. And it solves a thing that I always hate about open world games, which is, well, everything's on the same plane, so to get anywhere can take forever. If like you're at the far north end of a map and you want to get to the south, but you also want to not use fast travel, it's a slog. Um, but being able to control gravity and just essentially turn... In, like the universe itself into an elevator um yeah. it's just so That's really so cool fun um, Yeah.
1: it also got rid of the uh like stupid like oh you can't go here because rockets are going to blow you up for no reason like it's more well you never even it never even occurred to you that you could to go, to go there yeah, yeah. yeah. Right.
2: It, and i also think just to wrap up my feelings on it, it there there are a, a handful of like icky like there's there's a essentially taking photos of women women around the world for a creepy man cool great um it does a few icky missions but largely i I think the story's so warm and compassionate um and i I played there are a lot of great games this year but i didn't play a lot of games that gave me that kind of warm ooey gooey feeling yeah now that i think Um, about it like that's my that's my jam. Like my games of the year for
3: the past couple of years were like Undertale and Stardew Valley, which were very much like almost like loving games, right? Like they were <laughs> they were they were very uh compassionate and and nice. And I mean, we definitely got that in the form of like you could argue that like Mario, for instance, uh gave gave that to you, but um, like Listen, yeah, also I- I love oh. you guys so much. We cannot yeah. spend this long on each <laughs>
0: sure. individual game. Right, I think, I, you? If, right, I think is Plant,
2: Plant is eulogizing Gravity Rush Two. I feel like because uh, well, I mean, I would put it through, but I don't think it's going to get through. Also, uh, you can wear a Nier costume, so it's my goddy. <laughs> uh,
0: Horizon Zero Dawn is, uh, I think, the most impressive thing about Horizon Zero Dawn is not just the polish of uh, the 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 fact that it is an open world game that seems to have, like really considered a lot of the areas that you find yourself in. I think the interesting thing about Horizon Zero Dawn is that it actually has, which so many open world games lack, the structure to support that open world. And by, by that, I mean, you have an amount of flexibility with your tool set. This is just for starters. You have an amount of flexibility with your tool set that makes you want to try different things in an open world. It it doesn't force you to boil every encounter in this open world down to uh, a sort of like regimented thing you uh, uh, th- that you rely on you of course are welcome to do that and there were certain periods I had where I would I would lean on one tactic over another but the 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 variety in the animals you encounter and the variety in the world makes it so that like the 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 open world really does demand you use different tools and like sort of uh, experiment with different things which I think is something that a lot of open world games lack it it forces you to use a a huge tool set it also has and i think a story that is good enough to support the explorer it it lifts up the exploration rather than feeling like tacked on to this open world um the story is engaging enough that you like actually want to keep moving through the world to find uh the next chunk of it um and and it the, the 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 backstory informs that world rather than just being grafted onto it um yeah. which i think is a, is a really huge accomplishment um, especially I, I from remembered... the maker of popular bad game franchise
2: Killzone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay there are good <laughs> missions in some Kill song games but uh, i i just remember the thing that we've done in previous years which is uh largely talk about the game that we're going to kill um because the the game that is going to survive will go to another round um so i i what i what i'm saying is i recognize that gravity rush is probably not going to survive so we should probably um save horizon for another thing but i i yeah i want i want you to continue that thought when uh we inevitably get back to it justin because i I think especially the stuff about the story what it does with story i agree i think is really interesting we'll
0: we'll talk let's talk more about it here in a second uh is everybody okay with cutting gravity rush too yes Yes. all right go for it round two
1: Introduce me, can I, can I throw something out there? Yes. Mm-hmm. As maybe, long as it won't expand the length of this podcast No, by no, one uh, No, it's in the, in the spirit of sh- shortening things. So maybe for each round, we assign two people, and each person gets like a sentence to essentially say why this game should right. be their pick. Well, Juice and I will tackle this one, since you all tackled that one for the most part.
3: Okay. Destiny fine. 2 and PUBG. Which one do you want, Juice? I'll uh, go either way. I will take Destiny 2. And all this right. is
0: my pitch for it beating player unknowns battlegrounds is that correct yes mm-hmm. sure no Go no for. it's
3: just describing why you liked it because i think we're all going to land on the same yeah. page here uh
0: destiny 2 is um destiny 2 is the uh, <laughs> second in, uh, destiny is game is the, you got this the, it, no destiny 2 is the pinnacle of destiny's strength over the 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 years since the first one was released by that i mean destiny 2 is the um Best example yet of Bungie's willingness to look at what works and what doesn't work about their game and have practically no religion about keeping things that are not working. And I think Destiny 2 shows a really remarkable ability to jettison things that don't make it more fun and more pleasurable to play and really streamline it into the experience that people who stayed with Destiny uh even when they shouldn't have the, the the experience that they were trying to sell non believers on I think is really like present from the day one in in destiny two I have spent maybe a hundred hours with it, i think this year, and it it I was never grinding, which I think is like fascinating to me like I never felt like I was doing a grind, and in destiny one, I felt like I was doing a grind a lot and uh you I think Destiny Two. You can make whatever arguments you want about its uh, lack of compelling things to do in perpetuity. I don't, and think that's I will kind of make that argument. <laughs> I don't think it's the kind of game that. It, see, that's bogus, though. Like it is it from the jump. They have never, they have never proclaimed Destiny Two to be a game you can play endlessly. And I think that's what's so fascinating about it. Is that you play it for a there's no other game like this for, I, I, for me, yes, where I play it for a while and then think you know what I'm gonna check back in on destiny two now that and like people move in waves back into it, which I think is fascinating i I do think that they have sort of i think they've sort of fucked up by bifurcating the market uh with the p c version I think that that i I've seen Definitely. much less engagement with the ps4 version and I'm not saying like there shouldn't be a pc version maybe they should just all only be a pc version i don't know but um that has certainly like robbed it of some of that power but um i i still think it's a really 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 smart uh maybe even too smart in some cases wearing away some of the the mystery and magic that came with a game that was like kind of broken in the
3: first Destiny Um, but uh, I think there was something charming about like oh no no you have to
1: go to the moon and run around for four hours to get (sighs) this gun to be good. Destiny 1 was sort of like, uh, like Dark Souls or Demon Souls and Destiny 2 is like Dark Souls 3 but you're playing it with like a prima guide like you know every secret because it's all presented very clearly this is what you get for doing this thing
3: i do i do want to say i agree with what you're saying justin and and i I think a lot about this the fact that destiny um occupies this sort of same space that like i think diablo is probably the closest um thing to it right because it's not like an mmorpg although people do definitely play it like that and expect that level of uh of of retention um, but it's it's more in the vein of like a Diablo where you you I, I think that people do want to play it infinitely. And I think that speaks to how fucking fun the game is to play. It's a really, really fun game to play. And it feels good to invest all of your time into your characters and stuff. I spent about 200 hours playing it this year, like maxed out everything, got all the exotic weapons, played it a ton. And um, I, I, I would be lying if I said, like, I wasn't disappointed that um, I don't feel this pull to play more of it because when I compare it to destiny one, like destiny one, I kept coming back to, it. although again, there was like a nine month break there where I didn't play it. Cause it was shitty. Um, until they started to make some, some substantial changes to it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's weird because the conversation about destiny two is so, um, bad right now. Like people who are the biggest fans of it are really down on it. There's this perception that, um, the things that they add to the game are really just ways of trying to funnel people into the paid marketplace, the Eververse economy, and um, I think that they have definitely made some mistakes there. I definitely don't think the first DLC for the game is very good. Like, um, mm. it needs to be—it needs, like—I uh, they. I think they— I, I I like Bungie a lot as a developer, and I think they do great work. And I think that they do know how to like save a game, right? They did it with Destiny One, um. But I feel like they have a long sort of arduous road ahead of them because they gotta change some stuff. You're- they gotta add. They gotta add some stuff. I feel like in a, a pretty major way because, like, I you you said that about dipping back in right juice but like you and i both got the dlc and played it have you been playing it a whole lot since the oh, dlc no, I,
0: I finished i just think it's not very good it's not very good content. It, and yeah i i still have not seen the new raid stuff i i maybe i should dig back in on that i love I, again i i have a deep and abiding love for everyone on this call we have made it through four of sixteen games. Yeah, kind I of think wild t- Justin, t- t- I, t- I t- literally asked you to do one sentence so completely in your task of talking about on player sentence, on Justin, battlegrounds. One sentence,
1: Justin, is what I asked you for, and you went on for three hours. All right, you're right. so wrong. Saying. Saying.
3: Player knowns battlegrounds is fucking <laughs> incredible. It's a genius game uh, where. Every sort of mechanic in it, every part of its design is built around creating, like, really remarkable, uh, memorable, incredible moments that okay, are my PUBG favorite it is. time like I've ever had playing a round. shooter. Yeah, here we go. PUBG <laughs> okay. is great. We will talk more about PUBG in the next round because it it's an important Grey game. Round
0: three, versus Lone Echo.
3: Lonely okay, Space so there, Games. Uh, I can do either of them. I can do Lone Echo. I played, a, I mean, I... have finish it i'm i feel like i'm lone okay. echo's like biggest
0: i yeah griffin you talked a lot about lone echo when we did the regular show why don't you let russ talk about lone okay echo? Fair enough. i'd like to hear it from another perspective
1: uh, okay so lone echo i did not play to the end fair warning i also get very motion sick um i vaguely remember <laughs> talking a, about he got
0: a, a, a very easily upset tummy as long as we're listing other I things about russ
1: <laughs> yes all all accurate about my tummy uh lone echo he doesn't say Mario right. On unquestionably unquestionably is the uh it's the most incredible vr experience i've ever had in my life no no question about it before that it was super hot vr it lone echo has taken it over for super hot vr um it is so convincing uh a facsimile of like you being a robot person in space that after i took the helmet off i was having legit like like cyber mind hacking like freak outs yeah. at my desk looking at my computer because it's such a convincing thorough representation of what it would be like to be a robot in space um i don't really know how else to sell it beyond that it's an, it's well, an amazing it, amazing it accomplishes that
3: because of not uh, it, it accomplishes that by again it's just like so smart in how it solves all of these like vr problems especially traversal and that you yeah. just move by grabbing onto the environment, pushing yourself off, and then using your weak weak thrusters to like change your trajectory.
1: Yeah, you're really moving quite slowly for the most part. And that does yeah, like I was able to play it for an hour without getting sick, which is really an accomplishment. And all the for UI me. is tangible. There's
3: not like a, you know, menu button that you press right. and it like It's drops all in you the out. world.
1: You're always looking at your hands, your robot hands, and like interacting with things using your actual robot hands. And then so when you take the helmet off and you look down and you don't have robot hands, it is a total, total mindfuck. It also does some really Uh, great character work because it just really focuses on these two characters, like the whole game. Yeah, it's well written and and great. Uh, Who is it? Ready at Dawn made that game? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very talented studio that I've always really enjoyed their work, except for maybe Order. Uh, But all the other games that they've made are, are quite good. And uh, yeah, so it's a phenomenal VR game that I realize most people will not play because it's VR. But if you ever have the chance and you can only play one VR game, this is absolutely the one I would recommend. Who wants to do pray? Pray, go for it, someone. Pray. Um, uh, I didn't enjoy
0: yeah. pray, so somebody else should go.
1: Uh, I enjoyed it. It's i I'll, I'll do it. Dude, yeah, people, please. I, I really liked it. Is anybody? Am I the only person who really liked
2: this? No, game? I, I,
3: I. I liked it. I a lot. Liked
1: it. I I gave it I, in my brain. I gave it like a solid B B plus. So that's where I am with Prey. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this game. <laughs> um, I, I
2: I agree with uh, Dave. Tack wrote a piece for our end of the year essays that is basically Prey is uh, essentially the culmination of all of the lessons learned from this second wave of uh, immersive sims that you know system shock 2 set the pace for for that era and then we get prey which takes just everything from all these games and constructs this ridiculously complicated um space station that really should be system shock 3 and there is like the rumor that it was going to be called sure. that but they couldn't get the naming um and i i just think it is so playful in a way that these games have not been for me in the past few years. I think Bioshock is an excellent game, but it set this precedent of self-seriousness, that like, to be an immersive sim, you also had to have like some weird philosophy bent that you're going to uh, push upon the player. Deus Ex is the same way for me. Dishonored even gets a little bit into it. But here is a game that, I think we talked about it when we did it on the episode, but that there's the a moment early on where you're exploring a a lab and you're finding all these notes about this terrifying weapon um and then when you finally actually find the blueprint it has some you know spooky name and you create it and it ends up being a nerf gun um and then that nerf gun has touch capacity on the end of it and you can use it to open doors and and that that just feels indicative of the entire game for me it is spooky, and it's dark. I mean, there are dead bodies everywhere. You're constantly looking for
3: dead bodies. The, mim- the mimic in this game is probably my favorite monster of the year. Probably my favorite, uh,
0: like, ideal. Shouldn't your favorite monster of the year be in any way pleasurable to combat <laughs> in a fight? <laughs> I would think that would be high on the list of video game enemy uh uh
2: qualifications sure I, I agree with griffin i i like to mimic i think that you can it's a great idea i just once they
0: mimicked they are the the biggest pain in the ass of fucking combat <laughs> i yeah it, it's a part it, of why com- i didn't like the game
3: combat doesn't feel good just like straight up, like all of these ways of playing around with the game and exploring the spaces and finding all these solutions to the to the different problems the whole like immersive sim thing like even, um that that is all that is all great the act of shooting a gun at the monster is bad
1: yeah
2: i i i agree ish but i i even then i still think the combat's more enjoyable than combat in its contemporaries like maybe i don't know that anybody's like really crushed it in in that in that particular yeah, well, department. And, and i don't think they will because i think this is probably the last one we're going to get for yeah, a very maybe. very long time so what's, I, it, what's I, is everybody yes. out on these
3: i I I just wanted to mention about prey. My favorite thing about it is the the uh, again like the character work it does. Despite the fact that like I did a tweet like you fall in love with these characters by finding all these little details in their world, and it's not just audio logs. It's like their D and D character sheets, yeah. and you learn about the relationships like through little interactions like that in a way that I think is way more organic and way more fleshed out and just like better than a lot of games that are just about that. Like we had Tacoma, which I enjoyed on this list, but Prey, even though it's this, you know, big shooty shoot action game, I think that's a better job. I think
0: you also found D and D character sheets. Did you? Had, yeah they were like yeah, yeah
3: there were character sheets oh
0: yeah that's right
3: so i guess yes, yeah, I, I guess that was a running theme this year. i i don't know i just i love the characters in the game despite the fact that like you did find them dead in a bathroom it like inevitably like yeah, they this were is dead. A kind
0: they, of a recurring theme with games uh, uh i include for I this if you find somebody's D character sheet they're dead yeah they died. <laughs> guaranteed
1: yeah um i, uh, I do i wouldn't say for me the reason that i would push towards lone echo and not Prey is because i think although Prey is a very good game it does very cool things I think the writing in the story which for, in a lot of cases for these types of games propels me through it did not wasn't the I think the world creation writing like the character uh, you know D&D character sheets stuff like that was good uh I think the overall story was not very good at all. Hmm. Oh um, yeah I, just, I thought I it was cool. With that. Yeah, I thought it was great. With that. I
0: thought I thought it was neat. Uh, but I would still okay. say even though I have not played Lone Echo I would still Push towards Lone Echo because of the
3: enthusiasm I've heard for it—it's it like here. one of my favorite games ever. It is really astonishing. I'm fine with that.
0: All right, Lone Echo goes to the next round. Pray, thank you for All your right. participation.
3: Congratulations, everybody! You made it to the diarrhea round. Oh no! This is okay, what so we I'm, call the wild I'm gonna, card. I'm
0: just going to list. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to list these 13 fucking games, uh-huh. and then everybody's going <laughs> to.
3: Well, we need to mention what we're doing. We have we have 13 games that we didn't want to cut because I think we wanted to talk about them um so we put them in this round one winner will emerge we have to yes. move through it so quickly uh, here's how Ooh. way i'm gonna do it
0: here's where i have a brilliant idea i'm gonna list all the games and then we're gonna take turns cutting them and see if there's a fight
3: deal that that'll be great that'll leave one winner
0: perfect Fine. splatoon 2 Steamworld dig 2 metroid samus returns mario plus rabbits golf story dead cells what remains of edith finch snipper clips neo yakuza 0 wolfenstein 2 fire emblem heroes sexy brutal fuck it's been a good year for video yeah it's games. been a f- good fucking like can we this uh, could be a game of the year list in another yeah, year absolutely, like, yep. like this could be a game of the year list um, um
3: Wolven, 2 is on here and i feel like that's gonna bum out a lot of people but please refer back to our october episode where we were all kind of lukewarm on it which is i think we are way outside the norm on that but whatever if
0: it was if it was very fun to play i would i would it would be in the the thing the everything that is not playing the game is great yeah. Um, so
2: did we just okay. cut Wolfenstein 2 because well, yeah, so yeah, Griffin that'll is... be my that'll be my okay, first Griffin, one.
0: That's Griffin's cut. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cut Uh god, I actually like a lot of these games. I would cut <laughs> Splatoon 2. Um is a good that's it fair. is a good video game, but I don't think it does enough past totally the original fine. Splatoon.
3: Great single player, but I didn't
2: actually play the
1: multiplayer okay. all that much weirdly. I'm going to make
2: some I'm going to make some blood come out right here. Metroid Samus Returns.
1: Yep. Yeah. They're, I know you all hated it. It's fine. I, I uh, Let me just say before we cut it, I actually like this game more than SteamWorld Dig 2. I love both of those games, but I think this is uh, uh, an excellent, probably the, one of my favorites, if not my favorite 2D yeah, like, Metroid game. I didn't like the controls. I love yeah, I, controls if it. If was on, on Switch, game. I would probably have played the whole thing. It's not my favorite 2D Metroid game. I'll take that back. Super Metroid is still that, Doc. but it's really yeah, fun. Really. And Metroid yeah. Fusion. Uh, okay. No. Fresh okay. Uh I would cut uh, I would cut Mario and Rabbids. Wow. I really like this game. I reviewed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh but I don't think it goes beyond that. I think it's it's very clearly like a XCOM like lift with more approachable controls and systems, but overall I'm fine with it yeah. being. It's reviewed. back up to me. Yeah.
3: Uh I'm going to cut um, is it bad if I cut Edith Finch just because I never played it?
1: Yes. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Oh, man.
3: Um, well, I like all these other games, though. I will cut, uh, Sexy Brutal because I played the Switch version and it's not very good.
0: Uh, incorrect. <laughs> That's an incorrect assessment. It, is a, it a is a bad port. It's a very bad port. port. Oh, you mean the the port is not very good. The port's not yeah. good.
3: Um I, uh, I, I, I thought it was cool, but that's a I whack
0: reason to cut it, but thank you okay. very much for your participation. <laughs> I just
3: I, I I it's I have played this game and looking at all the other games that I played on this list, it's my least favorite out of, of all of okay.
0: them there. Okay, cool. So, there we go.
3: Bye, Sexy Patel. Uh
0: I'm going to cut Fire Emblem Heroes because oh, no, fuck you. No, no Fire Emblem game has ever been fun. And Fire Emblem you continues to a proud Fire Emblem Justin, continues to proud it? the proud tradition of not being a good Fire Emblem. Yes, I've tried, <laughs> did you? I have tried every Fire Emblem game for at least one, 90 minutes before I'm like, oh, this isn't
2: fun. So I'm Justin, cutting Fire Emblem Heroes. Follow-up question. Can you confirm that this was a revenge for payback for no i don't
0: think any fire Emblem game is good
3: ever and we're gonna keep playing
0: them (laughs) till i find the one (laughs) that i really like
3: all right cut it i okay fine best mobile game of the year though maybe wait i i I thought we were able to push back on these yeah you can it's it's just
0: you would be incorrect
3: yeah delete it cut go next no okay Okay.
0: can i give an actual uh
3: was that are you actually gonna cut something
0: legit was that the mobile one yeah yeah, yeah you, If one. I need Russ Freshstick to lean over my shoulder and tell me how to be good at something, then it is not an enjoyable game. <laughs>
1: Goodbye. Well, there's a difference between <laughs> being there's a difference between being a pro at it, like I am, and just being like a normal human being, like most people no, are. And you can be a normal being, human being it. and play that game. No, All right, no, uh, no, Chris no, no and,
3: human. Chris and Russ, we need cuts for this round for you. Okay, uh, I'm, okay so um, what SteamWorld would...
2: Dig two?
1: Wow, yeah,
3: that's fine. Oh, it, it's pretty it. good, but it's yeah. like God, I love Steam World Dig 2, though, Justin. I got uh, really bad terms. diarrhea for like three days, and I played the whole thing during that, my convalescence. Mm, and it was, that's really yeah. tasty. It's really
1: great. Justin, of these six games, which would make you the saddest to get cut? No, covered? Rest, oh. just do it. <laughs> no, I would, it, would be, it
0: would be Snipper Clips. I would be yeah, really sad. fucking liar.
1: <laughs> okay, which would I cut? I would probably cut. Um, I didn't play Neo or Yakuza. Oh, we're at the point now where I think you have to cut.
3: I, I think that's not a bad. Cause we, I, I, a lot of this, I is, didn't play those games. A lot of the, the reasons, reasons I these feel ended bad up in the wildcard is cause we didn't play them. So yeah.
1: Um, I have, of the games that I played, I can cut, um, Edith Finch. Okay. So, uh, sorry, Back up to me. me.
3: Uh, so final five, just to walk you in. Golf Story, Dead Cells, Clips, Neo, Yakuza 0. I played all these. Um, I would cut.
2: I think Yakuza Zero. Oh no way! Yakuza yeah, Zero sorry, is but... wildly better than Golf Story.
3: All right, go ahead and get Golf Yakuza Story. Zero. Is... All right. Well, we know what Chris's pick is going to be, but I just, uh, I just didn't. Uh, I, I think the like <laughs> world of Yakuza Zero is really cool, but like so many games that we've talked about in, in this this list and cut, like, um, I just didn't have a whole lot of fun like actually I, playing. My it. Own,
0: I actually really liked Yakuza Zero. The only problem that I had with it is that I, I felt like I kind of had to play it with a guide. Uh, to not miss stuff. It was kind of the same issue I have with um, Deadly Premonition. You Permi- better
1: say Fire realm Heroes because you literally just complained about that a Deadly, second ago. <laughs>
0: Deadly Premonition um, is oh, one yeah, that like, sure. I always think I should get it. Like, I think I would really love, but every time I end up playing it with the game packs open. Uh, yeah, so, sure. Yeah. All right, Justin, Russ,
3: Chris, get us down on the final one.
0: Okay, uh, I'm going to cut. I, uh, oh I, really,
3: I really liked all these. <laughs>
0: this is so dumb. Um, probably... <laughs> Uh I would uh, probably Neo. I really liked oh Neo very gosh. much, but I think Neo is building <laughs> oh on Oh my gosh.
2: What's wrong with you, Chris? <laughs> Snipperclips is so obviously going to survive and it's the dumbest no, thing. Snipperclips no, Snipperclips is it's, great. It's, it's no. no, no I no, no, okay, Golf Story's gone. So now it's down to fresh deciding between Dead Cells you, and Snipperclips. Dead Cells
1: gets advanced. Congratulations, Congratulations Dead, Cells. Me. Dead Cells. Great. Wait, wait, wait. Great fucking no, really? game. Honestly, Absolutely. I picked is the better Dead Cells of those two I well too bad. All huh? right, now these,
3: the, these are the rules we did. clips Okay. We just shit on Snipperclips a lot in there. It's my favorite co-op game of the year. It is hysterically funny It's very, and fun. very smart it and is. a very good puzzle game. It is the game where whenever I have friends over and I want to show them what the Switch can do, I show them fucking Snipperclips because it is so easy to like fall in love with.
1: Yeah, if I if I'm honest, the only thing the the, the not the thing that knocks Snipperclips for me is that that first, like, I guess, half hour, I've done like a bunch, and I don't think the fun necessarily extends beyond that half oh, hour. Oh, incorrect.
3: Rachel and I played through all of this over the course of like a week, and those final puzzles really, really require you to get, uh, to get like really, is,
1: really good communication going. It's a well designed game. Nintendo one, knows how to make this games. next one. I love Dead Cells. This
0: next pairing, that's oh, yeah, we'll talk about Dead Cells more here in a second. It's fucking great uh round four uh, resident evil 7 and obviously you've uh, guessed oh. what we're gonna pair that with uh
2: <laughs> super mario odyssey can i, can I explain why I, I like these yes as chris a pair? please okay so i think both these games are essentially remixes slash i don't know reboots in some capacity of their franchises like resident evil 7 is from beginning to end what would happen if we remade all of the resident evil games starting with resident evil 1 ending with resident evil 6 Inside of one game, and I think Super Mario Odyssey, in a lot of ways, is the same thing. It's this look back on mm. the entire history of Super Mario. That's one way to put it. I think if we want to pitch like uh, two
3: games that blew up their franchise for the better, then Breath of the Wild yeah, would be up against not...
2: Resident Evil 7. But, yeah, but I agree, yeah, with but that. I don't think Breath of the Wild like remakes. The entire series, like what are you Super Mario talking Odyssey about? No, it's a huge what are you game.
3: fucking? It's an open world,
2: like uh, yeah. Well, no, 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 Zelda sure. has been no, 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 an open no, no, world sorry, for very let me, long. Let time. Let me, it's
0: like less of a survey, remake. less of a survey right of sure. okay, I got past. You. I yeah, got you.
2: well, like Super Mario Odyssey is a hundred percent like here yeah. is everything that Mario was. This, this might
3: be my most heartbreaking round because holy shit, did I fucking adore both of these games. They were the, incredible.
2: I will say
0: for Resident Evil Seven, I I have not talk about pulling a franchise back from the brink i mean like just and 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 in a really bold way like first person resident evil like uh, i i think is a really it's not unprecedented obviously but like to envision a whole game that way i think is really smart and fascinating i think they made huge use of the the shift in perspective but also like just being really smart about how the world was created and making it feel real in a way that these games had not in a long time my argument for uh, – if Resident Evil 7 throughout its entirety had maintained the promise of the first two-thirds of the game, yeah. it would be actually a really hard decision for me to make. But I think Resident Evil 7 loses its way uh, in s- it, so brutally once you get, like, basically a huge machine gun and nigh-unlimited ammo. I think it becomes, like, a much different game can- and, and not one that, like – sustain
3: the the tension once, or
0: sense of place, I think that the, the, the first rule two of, years of the game have. The
2: rule of thumb is once you get on the boat, it loses my vote. Can I oh my gosh. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> give a ridiculous. small counterpoint because I think we know where this round is gonna go. I think Resident Evil 7 is fantastic beginning to end. And I, I love the boat section. I I think that they made a game that starts out so slow and horrifying and builds again through the history of Resident Evil and is very compelling and the action at the end is so good. I mean, yeah. It, it's a good version of what Resident Evil 6 could have been. I it, it's you know, I get that people like Resident Evil as that you know like spooky in a mansion thing, but for what they set out to make, which I think is, you know, action sequences at the end of this game. I think they're really, 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 really interesting and really spooky despite you having so much power um, and just weird without getting lost. Like the, the, the problem that I feel like Capcom has made in the past with, these, with the action sequences is it's like, okay, well, you're in a spooky house. Oh, and by the way, now you're on a jet fighter. Oh, and uh, you've landed on a volcano um don't ask how those all, all things that literally did happen in resident yeah th- these
3: games are all about like um these games try to recreate the things that do happen. it's a survival horror game right and that's all about limited resources and things could jump out and kill you but horror movies are all about the like accumulation of power that the hero goes through ashes getting the chainsaw arm or, you know, the last survivor of the slasher flick, like a f- flick building a trap. That's going to kill the killer and, predator. predator. Yeah. And and the past couple of resident evil games have been like, you start out as big burly military person with fucking two rocket launchers. And it's like, okay, well I start out as ash with the chainsaw resident evil seven. Uh, my favorite in, in the series before this was four. Cause four did this really well. I felt like, and seven, like, you start with a fucking shitty knife. And then by the end of it, you're like, all right,
2: zombies, let's go. Let's do this thing. Like, you I know. Know, I do think it does that really, really skillfully. It, it's such a cool idea of scale that you start out on this like small house at the beginning of the game. I mean, obviously the compound expands and then you end up on the boat, the liner that is essentially responsible for the issues that are affecting the into like this family that it goes from, you know, micro to macro yeah and then all of it actually melds together there, there's a logic to it which I, I i just feel like there has not been an internal logic that has worked so well for the series maybe four but even then i, yeah. I think seven works well. uh, i don't know
1: wesker yeah how about oh that wesker storyline so, super mario
3: super okay. mario odyssey real quick is just like uh it's it's I struggle with this because I think it might be my favorite Mario game. It is so it's just it's so fun to play. They have taken like every uh, like maneuver that you've been able to do in a 3D Mario game before and sort of put them all together in a way that like really works. And then allowed you to use all of those different maneuvers to explore these massive worlds that aren't just huge. They are also like dense as hell, where every time you see something out of the corner of your eye that looks like, oh, I could jump a weird way onto that you can and you'll be rewarded for it like it's it it it, it, that's what platformers are all about and i feel like i i cannot think of a platformer that um uh uses like every part of the the platforming buffalo quite as well as as super mario odyssey does um it is excellent it is so good and the fact that i i feel like also every switch game we talk about is it cheap to say like and also, you can take it out of your TV and play this huge, incredible game on the go. Like, I don't think that's unfair to say, like, oh, and by the way, also, it's uh, it's portable, and that is yeah. It, it's interesting
1: because we knock games for, like, well, the platform doesn't, like, you know, whatever. PUBG on Xbox runs like dog shit, and but, like, is that the Xbox's fault? But maybe it goes the other way, which is to say, like, well, the platform that it is on has all this added functionality and i think you gotta i'll be i'll be straight definitely up you points for that. i i um i love the the ps4 is like i uh, was my
3: favorite uh console for a, a long time i don't play it that much anymore uh, unless there's like a console exclusive on it because and i i think that's just because the switch has spoiled me in a way not that there's a lot of games that the that are crossovers between those two i just usually opt for the one that i, I as much as i travel that i can take with me on the go and that's why i have like my favorite games on the switch i have poured an enormous amount of time into and 100% at all of them um and and my ps4 doesn't get like quite as much use anymore i i yeah yeah. uh but yeah it's odyssey for me
1: uh i'm gonna abstain really i didn't really play Resident evil 7 because i was too scared that is don't abstain (laughs) i Uh mm, I'm
2: you know what, Justin, what, what what's your
1: vote?
0: I, I would have to go uh Odyssey. I really like Resident Evil Seven, but Odyssey is is really okay. a juggernaut, okay, I think. That,
1: that's it then. All right. You wanna point you wanna vote just in I
3: told you them. Y'all are cowards, it's <laughs> gonna be a hard round and y'all didn't want to put in the work. I get it. I was too scared. Uh round five. Oh. This is going to be a tough one too, man. Near uh. near Atomata and Cuphead.
1: They both have I mean, this uh, is not. Sh- I, I they all- both
0: have shoot 'em up segments.
1: <laughs> I will do Cuphead. How about that? And I'm going to do it short. Um visually there is no game that looks like Cuphead anywhere ever. It's never been done. It's it's going to be a very 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 long time before anyone does it again in such an incredibly amazing crazy fucking way um cuphead is the best visually looking game of the year for well i don't know i love the visuals they're amazing revolutionary incredible and it was made by a very small team and it, it is really a triumph uh, of that and presentation and just like love and care for the source material. I, I played so. it
3: long after we had talked about it. And I just want to say like the story that people talk about when they talk about this game is like, Oh, it's so hard. It's so punishing. It's so yeah. um, it's, it's not as fun to play as it is to look at. And I want to disagree with that. Like wholeheartedly. I had a fucking ton of fun playing cuphead. I thought it was, I thought it was super fun. I think that it boils down and condenses this idea of, Uh, You know, learning boss patterns and mastering those, which is something that is implemented in all kinds of games, Mega Man, Dark Souls, Monster Hunter, um, all all of these games. It condenses that down in a really genuinely brilliant way where I I felt like I was never just like bashing my head against these boss fights. I was always, always, always learning and improving in a way that was so satisfying. Um, I
2: I adored Cuphead. I thought it was I thought it was great. Cuphead's great. They've also fixed a lot of the um, parts that I feel weren't fair uh, when it first launched. There were a handful of spots that were bad, um, and even then they were kind of uh, hesitant to agree that they were bad, but I think after enough pushback happened with fans that they've since smoothed what what few rough edges remained. That said...
1: Plant, how many iframes do you need to really be happy in life? I, I, I don't. I'm not even going down this road. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: that said, uh, congratulations, Cuphead. It was really nice that we got to talk about you. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Nier I want to talk about Near Automata. The,
3: what? I, I want us to talk about Near Automata. I don't <laughs> want this to be one of those rounds where we just dump one of these in a fucking
2: toilet. No, we can talk about it, but we're going to talk about it later. Um, Near Automata <laughs> is the best game of the year, Maybe um it is uh, which part should i talk about should i talk about like the very like basic stuff that platinum games uh which is known for creating uh elaborate combat mechanics partnered with a person who is known for big ideas and creative story but uh technically uh lacking video games and it was a marriage made in heaven it turns out that if you take somebody who has great ideas and pair them with p- people who have technical know-how, that the end result is this game that, in a lot of ways, is the final draft of a game that has been made two or three times before this. Um, I, yeah, I, I think it is exceptional. I think it does combat very well, maybe not as well as Cuphead, because that's all Cuphead is. Yeah, I didn't really... Um, I didn't.
3: I, 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 this, again, this is another, maybe this is the round of games that I played long after we had talked about them. Um, I got like a couple of the endings and like that, that shit is obviously very cool and the presentation is like un, unparalleled, but I was left kind of cold by the combat. I found it like really repetitive and not super satisfying, but. How, how many times did you like get to credits? Uh, I mean, I got some of the weird, silly, I got <laughs> oh, a lot no, of the so weird, so, silly like, ones, the, the but I got with, two like, of them. The... I got two of the complete endings which okay. I, I know there's another one beyond that But I just I, the, I, I found myself butting heads with I want to see all the cool stuff that I know this game has to show me um, And it's so pretty to look at And listen to in the presentation Again, it's fantastic But I was butting my head up against the fact that like I want to see what else this game has tucked away What else this game has hidden I just don't want to go hack and slash and shoot uh, The same stuff again Because
2: I'm yeah. kind of bored with that So you don't do that, which is the good thing um, Because the, uh, the whole like repeating the game is a myth. It's totally different games, especially once you get to third, fourth, fifth mm, ending. Totally. Third, totally fourth, is and a fifth stretch. ending are literally different stories.
3: But you are still hacked. Well, like sure. I, yeah. I, I, I feel what you're just saying I'm not saying yeah. like you play through the same levels but as a different character you're not you know Simon Belmont now going through the tower it's obviously yeah. like there's more to it than God. that but it still felt kind of same I know to for me, me it's near automata which I thought was brilliant Um,
0: I, I'm i I'm having trouble keeping like an argument in my head that like just dismisses cuphead out of hand because the, almost anything I would level at near automata like it's inspiring to see what they do like with mechanics, I, I guess the best thing I could say about Near Automata versus Cuphead is near. I'm I am a total sucker for games that uh, for a long time people use games to tell movie stories, that, and and I think that that's still a huge prevalent issue. Um, that, that using game, and there are some games that have sort of contorted to service it. Like I think you've seen like Call of Duty twist itself up in knots trying to tell movie stories with a. Uh, uh, video games as a medium um i'm a some, huge company, some companies do it well
3: like naughty dog does it well like naughty yeah, dog can, very that, very that, few can actually like pull it off
0: but it can pull it off because it you are you are straining the medium and then there are games like um i would say like braid or all uh, the zero
3: escape games the zero escape games crush it
0: yeah or the or um even things like her story i think that like use what is strong about video games to 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 tell a story very well suited to them. And I think Nier is such a huge accomplishment in that. The story of Nier does not work as a movie. The story of Nier works as a video game because it is using the strength of the medium to tell the best story possible. And the weaknesses. And the weaknesses, thank you Chris. That's
3: a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, all right, let's let's vote because I think we're going to be talking more about Nier. I I I'm not being contrarian. I loved Cuphead and I very much liked near, but my vote would be Cuphead. But I think I'm probably in the minority here. Abstain. No, <laughs> come on, come on. I'm done with that.
1: You get one round where you okay, can do that. This okay, is The okay. besties, we uh, get fucking sloppy here. Well, here's what I'm gonna say. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote based on the pitches because I really have not played enough near to really weigh in on that part but based on the enthusiasm i will vote near
3: based because based I, on the sheer tonnage of conversations about near automata we've had well it, in that every says episode something. this year it definitely that says, says something, something.
1: Yeah. granted it says something about fire emblem heroes that i talked about in every episode but it also says something about near so i think i gotta give it to near okay. right, all right uh, to be honest two more uh
0: first rounds oh, god uh, i rounds, i can take round uh, this six round is six is persona five versus- <laughs> Persona Five versus Divisit. <laughs> okay, Jesus
3: Christ! Persona <laughs> Five
0: versus Divinity: Original Sin
3: Two. I'll take Persona Five because we when I put it on the when we were putting it on the list, people were like, "Wait, I thought this was a bad game." Um, Plant, Did you play Divinity? I, I I'm literally am just starting it. I feel bad. Okay, so no. Uh, Justin's played some, right? I didn't. Some, I didn't play Divinity. Some, okay, no, well, I, I, Juice, I, you talk. You take Divinity. I'll start with Persona Five. Mm, um. I uh, Persona Five, I felt like was never going to live up to my expectations. Uh, Persona Four, specifically Persona Four Golden for the Vita, is my favorite game of all time. Not being hyperbolic, it's it's it is my favorite game of all time. Um, and so, like Persona Five, as, as storied as its history was, where it was supposed to come out in like fucking 2013, uh, and then did not come out until spring of 2017, uh, the hype cycle for that was pretty pretty wild. And so, like um i i thinking back like about the episode of besties we did i where I was like pretty disappointed because uh it did not live up to those expectations. I feel like it's kind of uh colored the conversation about it a little bit um but I mean, it's been months and months now since I played it, and I beat it all you know eighty hundred hours whatever um and looking back like I'm very positive on it because it is a very fucking good r p g that does a lot of the things that persona does. Uh, that that is like defines the series, it does it really well. Um, the environment is like, incredible i love spending time in like virtual representations of of tokyo and this game's representation of tokyo is like really great um the characters are maybe not quite as vibrant and memorable as in persona 4 but they are still really fun and really great it's still a really cool idea for a story and for a game of living out this year in real time and going on these like exciting adventures with your friends who you become closer to in the downtime um all of that stuff is great and also it has really cool rpg systems like um i will say i didn't like it as much as persona 4 but like combat in this game and exploration throughout the the dungeons which are not randomized this time around they're like actual uh dungeons with puzzles you have to solve and things you have to do to like work get 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 around them is like way more fun um and for all that said like i think it's a really tremendous rpg and is not you know is is not maybe what I wanted from the next persona game, but I, I still love it for for what it is. So I, I think I think it's great and I think that maybe I was if I was too hard on it in the episode where we talked about it, it's because I just beaten it and this game kind of falls apart in the last like fifth of the game, but everything before that is uh is money baby. Uh Divinity Original Sentu is an
0: open world uh RPG, action RPG, I guess, technically. Yeah.
3: No, it's based. not an action RPG. I play a lot what of are you Divin- talking about?
0: Okay, so here's what oh, here's what the We're thing. I went you want me to the Original
3: because I played it for I a went to the
0: I went to the bathroom and when I came back, Divinity Original Sin two was on this list. And I, <laughs> I have no explanation for that. I think it is. Uh, I can see a certain uh, subset of people very much enjoying the Divinity thing. Uh, I have tried it now twice, and uh, for me, there's just not enough sort of structure. Getting me from from A to B, I feel lost a lot of the time playing these games. Um, I think that there's still a ton they, they feel can do like with-
1: don't they feel like they like the original like Fallout like that era of CRPG. It's no, good, no, no, a,
3: no, it's, it doesn't because I it's, think it's, they it's, do. No, it's so those much. Griffin,
2: can you walk us through this?
3: Please, God, let I me think talk that's about the original. I like Sin the freedom. Too. It doesn't feel like an old school CRPG. It feels like the reason that it, it is on everybody's like lips this year, except for ours, apparently, is that it is a fucking <laughs> like genius refinement of of what those RPG are like it is it 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 it, the idea of a crpg is the name of the genre right i'm not getting that wrong okay it's a computer rpg is that really what crpg stands for i always thought that's that's what what the c was. was Uh Yeah, I guess so. Computer role-playing game. Okay, so like, right, uh, uh, uh the original Fallout, right? You have action points that you can use to move around and, and then take actions on your turns or whatever. And yes, Divinity Original Sin 2 does that also from this isometric view where you're going around and uh, meeting characters and getting quests and all that RPG shit. But it does that, and it layers it. And Divinity Original Sin 1 did this as well, is it layers all these very physical uh systems on top of that where you can uh throw use your big burly character to throw a barrel of water on the ground and then use your magic user to electrify it um or throw a you know a a torch into a cloud of flammable gas that you've created around a bunch of enemies to nuke them that way like it does so there there's it break and and in doing that it um it manages to break this rpg cycle of okay you've got to have a healer got to have a wizard got to have a thief and you got to have a tank and now it's like okay well now you have somebody who can shapeshift uh into you know a fucking shark or whatever but they can also cast oil onto the ground which your ranger can shoot a flaming arrow onto like it 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 shatters the uh the thing that and and some rpgs have tried to do that say like okay you don't need the traditional party structure but at the end of the day like that is still what works and divinity original sin 2 like it doesn't have to be like that there are so many different ways to to play it because because of how it has evolved the the genre
0: i regularly got into situations in divinity original sin 2 including and i would level this at the first divinity where like things would go bad in a a combat encounter and i would have like no idea why or fights would start with people that i did not want to begin or uh, uh and the inventory management is a bear and a huge pain in the ass and like i i think the amount of flexibility they're giving people is great i just like f- the loss the lack of structure just left me feeling like bewildered a lot of the time and not really enthused to like when you can get into a fight and like all of a sudden just like all your characters are dead and it's like
3: not it's just not enjoyable I to me. I, but I, 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 yeah, and that's what it is, co- it's just, complicated. And I will, I will give you that. But I think you're being a little bit hyperbolic in that. Like, there's probably not a situation where you start a fight and all of your characters are like, uh, it, it, get you, you want me to load my save up, Griff?" Because I guarantee <laughs> that there is a situation where I <gasps> went
0: to break somebody out of jail or something. And like the the different situations can play out in very different ways. And I think that's laudable. But it also makes it feel to me like. I, a lot of the times like, I didn't have a great idea of where I was supposed to be going or what I was supposed to be doing, and I just would like a little bit more structure. And that probably comes down to personal taste because a lot of people really love uh, this game series. I, I that. And I was the that.
1: connection I was trying to make with like Fallout 1 and 2 on PC, is the lack of guidance is like very exciting for a lot of people, and the way that the lack of guidance in Skyrim and, and those games is very exciting, is that you feel like you can go anywhere, and wow, I found this side quest that I didn't know was even here, and I f- did some cool shit that I wasn't expecting... And I think a lot of people do like that, but it's also very intimidating because you... It's worth mentioning,
0: I think, at this point, and it's something that people don't talk about a lot. And, like, I I think for for people... And it obviously doesn't extend to everybody on this call, but for people who um, uh, do write about games and talk about games for a living, I constantly feel a pressure of, like, there are always six other things that I need to play to, like, keep abreast of stuff. And I do not as a rule extend a lot of patience to games that demand me to really invest a ton of time before i
3: really like grok the entire thing like i right. I, I i am that looking prefer- for that an- preference has to be there first in order for you to it, it, it's a question of i talked about this i think during absolver and that like i played absolver and i was like this is cool but i know that if i want to get good at it i'm going to have to invest a lot of time into it yeah. and i don't trust this game enough based on where i'm at to do that and so i walk away and that's that i feel like happens a lot with crpgs and they're like this is cool but i also know it's going to be a couple hundred hours of just wandering around and finding my own way through the world and do you have that trust while you're playing it to to make that
0: that in- i think investment. is what is what broke divinity for me is that I know the bulk, I know the size of the experience that I'm undertaking, and if I felt sort of, like, not propelled from the beginning, uh, and, and I I didn't feel that way in, in this game, I didn't feel like I just have to see the next thing that happens because I wasn't clear a lot of times on what that would be or where that would be. If I was feeling a little bit lost in the beginning, I just didn't have the uh, trust, I think is a good word for it, that, like, it was something I I wanted to continue to, like, sink a bunch of time into we have sure. talked about both of these for way too long C-
3: crpgs are i i sort of now lump them into like the same category as like fighting games and dirt too, where it's just like this is a these are genres that are i feel like very um esoteric in a way where you if you're if you are into them it's your favorite shit and you celebrate uh, every and this is yeah, it's I'm, like monster yeah, hunters and i'm the not being i'm not trying yeah. to diminish them in any way because i think divinity original sin 2 is a really great game but i did stop playing it after the first act for pretty much the same reason where i was like <laughs> okay that was really fun and very cool but i i i i it's not my like exact jam and it would kind of have to be in order for me to sink all of the the time into it that would be required to see it through i'm calling i I think it's worth
2: saying that this is the besties is the best games from the four of us the best so like divinity original sin 2 could be number one on a lot of lists um unfortunately for us i have a feeling it's persona 5
1: hell oh, yeah before we cut divinity original sin entirely i do want to ask you guys one question which has the worst title divinity <laughs> original sin 2 or player unknowns battlegrounds they're both pretty bad man they're both very <laughs> bad titles but i will say
0: congrats to persona 5 um, all right last round of these initial offerings uh is uh and uh, is we're titling this round um, apologies to Bennett Foddy. The slaughter. Yeah, um, this is as close to a sacrificial lamb as we get in this one. Uh, Breath of the Wild versus getting over it.
1: Somebody talk Great. about getting over um, it. Yeah, Plant, you, you're pretty sure. prolific I about it. okay, I'll talk about,
2: about why these two are going up against each other. Um, because they're climbing. both climbing simulators, yeah. <laughs> is the idea. You spend so much time in Breath of the Wild, climbing, climbing, climbing your little heart out, trying to get over, uh, you know, little mountains trying to get over it and then getting over it is an actual climbing simulator and <laughs> that you are you are a nude i can't decide if you are um what's his you name? Think you the thing you don't cra- have underwear on inside the- that cauldron well there's so who's the creator of the witness uh jonathan blow, jonathan blow. yeah you're the top half of jonathan blow with a goatee and then like your guts mm. and a cauldron or your giant bombs alex navarro i can't decide who you are you're both you're, you're both either, at the same time yes um you're a fusion and you use a sledgehammer to climb up all sorts of stuff um while Bennett Foddy really guides you along what I like about getting over it is that it, people who don't have to who don't write about video games for a living haven't had the experience of playing a video game with the person who created it and sometimes that can be not great but every once in a while, you have these moments where you're with somebody, especially on smaller games, where they so deeply love the game. And they're providing all these insights um, while you're playing it about like, oh, here's actually why we did exactly that thing. Um, here's the game that I was playing when I made this. Uh, oh, hey, you, you fell down. Don't worry. You're doing the right thing. Just keep going. It's a really interesting experience. And I think Bennett made that into a game. The game knows what you're doing it 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 has a sense of he he has QA'd it so perfectly that he knows where the mistakes will be and then when you make those mistakes audio cues come over to inspire you uh and motivate you to keep going and i really like that because i think so many massacore games um they really pride themselves in this i don't know uh, almost like uh antagonizing the player well, I think Bennett likes the, that the challenge is valuable, not the meanness or the rudeness. That the beauty of, of the game is that you will overcome this thing, and he is here to help you. And he's built a world that is totally fair. It's challenging, but you can do this. And he, he is there to keep reminding you that that's possible. I would play um, an
3: infinite number of these types of, um, like, developer commentary baked in... I loved yeah. the the beginner's guide for this same reason and it's such a I mean is there another game in this genre? Like yeah. I don't I'm having trouble thinking. obviously this game's uh, the developer's pro, commentary. Pro, uh Magic Circle is, is Magic yeah. Circle. Yeah, game like a game about game develop although that one Damn, obviously had a how good is on? but, but, uh, is is a very fiction. But Magic Circle is but I would also game, huh?
1: But I would also say about getting over it, like I think you can play it without that. Yeah. yeah. And it's still like an incredibly well-designed interesting game the way i think of of getting over it is almost closer to like a turn-based strategy game than it is what is a climbing sim literally yeah insofar as the way it's designed is that for a lot of it you can really really think about i'm gonna do this and then this and then this and there's this build-up almost like you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're trying to like gut yourself into jumping off into water safely uh but essentially it's like i'm gonna do this but let me think this through first and you think through all the steps and then what was a turn-based strategy game becomes an action adventure game almost where you have to then execute on that very specific plan and if you don't you're probably gonna fail um and i love how predictable it is and also how uh punishing it is because it, it all the fault is your own yeah. like you know why you fucked up because you didn't do that that exact thing that you wanted to do while you were fucking around um, and
3: yes it's very good
1: I love it it's not going to beat Breath Zelda, of the but Wild, it real is. quick
3: because we're going to talk about it a lot is uh the best game that was released in 2017 a d yeah I, I just so last night actually it's funny I, I started playing it again when the DLC came out. I started over completely started playing through master mode. Um which is really fucking great can 't recommend it enough uh i' just got the final shrine i i one hundred percent of oh the game uh last night <laughs> and uh I think it is i think it's so brilliant <laughs> and I think the thing that i i like i struggle with talking about this game because it feels very uh i i feel like I am reductive when I talk about it and that I say like oh it 's just great like it 's just per like it 's fucking incredible um but what I what I feel like is tangible, like the tangible thing about it, why I think it is the the game of the year is that it took this genre of open world games that I was just kind of done with. I bounced off of I, I've bounced off of so many open world games over the, the past, like forever. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was one this year where I was just like, OK, it's just open open world and I feel kind of exhausted by it. Breath of the Wild takes uh, an open world game with a massive, really, truly remarkable open world. And fills it with stuff to do, and every time you do that stuff, it never feels, like, repetitive. It breaks this, like, cycle that open world games have, which is just like, okay, go, and then level up. And then, you know, whatever ways that you play the game, you specialize in those a little bit more, and then all of a sudden your melee attacks are a little bit stronger, or your fire magic is a little bit stronger. Breath of the Wild doesn't do that. You get, like, really—I mean, obviously you get better weapons and stuff like that, but— um, you have, like, six powers that you get in the first hour of the game. That's pretty much it. And then it's up to you to figure out a way to make those work. And each of, like, the shrines has, like, really clever ways of, you know, forcing you to think about those uh, different powers. It it feels so, like, uh, everything you find in the world feels exciting. And I don't know that I can say that about, I, like, I adore Skyrim. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But at the end of the day, like, you're just getting stronger spells and attacks and stuff like that that you can use to solve you know problems and breath of the wild is is not about that it's it's about more finding dynamic solutions with a much more limited and much more static kind of power set
0: uh okay so there's so that's it right breath of the wild yeah obviously so back up to the top we have four rounds here of these eight games that we're going to winnow down and we're going to try to move a little more quickly i think in these rounds uh, round one, Horizon Zero Dawn versus Player Unknowns Battleground. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you've got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars, for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket? pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com besties. That's mintmobile.com besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
2: Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Do
3: we
1: want to take a half time
3: to hear from one of Russ's beloved guys? Absolutely
1: not. No one was really, I didn't invite anyone. Like, I don't see why anyone would come by. Well, and then do they usually wait for an invitation? These wonderful creations that you've got sort of kicking around up there in Russ's world? I mean, they tend to be pretty polite on that front. Like, they usually just come by when they're invited. So, it's... Hello? Is somebody at the door? Is somebody at the, somebody's ha- at the table, I think. That's not my house, though. <laughs> that's, that's someone else's house. Is somebody under your table right now and wants to come say hi, Russ? It's not my table. Someone else was knocking. I, I so guess nobody... round
0: one... Are we really after all that fucking build up? We're not...
1: Who, who's, who's, who's knocking? One of you guys might have a person in your house. So, Horizon Zero <sighs> Dawn Jesus versus- Christ. What a terror... I can't... No. I refuse.
3: I will not participate in the rest of the podcast. People are going to get so angry if we do all that. And one of Russ's beloved creations doesn't show up. One of his wonderful Jeff Dunham-like
1: head creations. Please. I need well, something. Hon- honestly, like, if they were here, I'd say hello. It sounded like there was some knocking somewhere else, but I don't know where that was. <sighs> So player unknown's battlegrounds
2: versus Horizon Zero Dawn. What up? Hey, yo, it's me, New York giraffe. I'm in Texas. What up?
3: Wait, oh shit, he's in here with me, guys. Oh my god, I've never had to look at him before.
1: This is let... horrible. Griffin, let... talk to me for a second. Yeah. Is this? Am I wearing this hat properly? Is this the way you wear this hat? Uh, you are actually
3: wearing a Jamiroquai right hat right now. Yes, correct. And you have it on your giraffe wiener. And so, no. Could you mind if I fix it? Yeah, please fix it. Whoa, whoa, watch yourself. No, watch yourself. This is all, this is all unacceptable, and
1: I'm going to pull your pants up for you, because I know you have trouble with that with the hooves. Well, there's then. also it's two pairs of pants that are connected by a belt that goes across my waist. Which is quite large, Okay, as you can I'm glad see. that we've
3: solved the how would a uh, giraffe wear pants uh, <laughs> meme Trust argument.
1: Trust me, it took me at least a few weeks to figure that one part out. All right, now I'm going to put that on your head, uh, on top wait, of these wait, two wait, wait, weird uh, sorry, antlers. Are you,
2: you just described assless chaps. You talked about stockings. That's what you're wearing?
1: Well, it's two large pairs of jeans. I got a bunch of denim at Costco in bulk, and then I sewed those up on each leg, there's basically two pairs. So, two, you know, one pair of pants per two legs. Justin, and then there's a long belt around the center. Justin just fucking left. Justin don't want no part of New York. <laughs>
0: Justin, you have, oh, you you yeah, have no th- I fully have muted my microphone. And I'm just like going through email and stuff, just whatever to distract me from what's happening here.
1: Well, honestly, Justin, if you have any advice hat-wise or belt-wise, I'm open to it, <laughs> but personally, the Jamiroquai hat was why I came because I wasn't 100% sure that this is how people dressed in Texas. I was told big hats are a big deal and so also moving floors in rooms. You came to Texas to find out if it's okay
2: to wear a Jamiroquai hat. Not okay. In the state no, of Texas.
1: no, 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 no. Not okay. I want to fit in, I want to be a local. I don't want to look like a tourist mm. when I'm cruising around Austin Street. Well, let and me with-
3: just tell you, I think you look great. yee
2: is this it's Is Tex Arcana? It? It's Texas Giraffe. Your long lost brother. Oh my, oh god. my,
1: god. I, oh my god. god! I didn't know. Wait, we're related.
0: Yeah, Are buddy. You, sure? you want some barbecue eucalyptus leaves or whatever the fuck we eat? It's weird because what? I'm used to wishing that Russ Frustick will have a, an early and hilarious death, <laughs> but it's not common for me to feel this way about my own flesh and blood. It's weird. <laughs>
3: I don't know what you're talking about. Griffin's right here. I'm right here. It's not me. It's not me.
1: Him. It's getting a little crowded. I gotta be honest in this house, Griffin. <laughs> Particularly it doesn't in the see-
3: ceiling area because of her yeah. long, long, long necks.
1: Yeah. What? What is your name, by the way? Texas Giraffe.
3: giraffe. And how
1: Wait, are you're you called Texas to him? Giraffe? We're we are, we are one, hive
3: mind, I guess.
1: Te- Texas, <laughs> Texas Giraffe, let me ask you something. If you were playing like PUBG, how do you recommend I get into the plane?
3: Well, that's a ridiculous question.
1: Because honestly, You're- I've thought about it a lot, to be honest. Yes. And I think the only way you could do it is fit two giraffes side by side and then have the necks go down the plane by bending them down. But honestly, that doesn't seem very comfortable for the several hours you might be on the plane. My I don't My friend, know how long it's it takes. a
3: virtual world. You're too deep into the simulation.
2: Uh, Texas Traff, I, I have an important question for you. Yes? Um, cough twice if you have been locked in Griffin's house for the past four years of us doing this show. Well, I tell you, I've been hiding out here, actually.
1: Oh, been, you! Oh, you've been hiding. Is I've there a been basement hiding
3: out in here? There's not a basement in the Alamo. It's a fun Pee Wee Herman joke, but I tell yeah, you I what, people want to get
1: my neck meat for the barbecue.
3: What? And it seems they like put it.
1: giraffe meat in the barbecue.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a real epidemic going around right now. And I'll tell you, a buddy of mine who can tell you all about it. it is a close friend of mine, also part of the sort of symbiote, and that's my good buddy West Virginia giraffe. Oh, hey, West
1: Virginia Giraffe, what's going on?
2: Oh, he's he's shy. Oh, no. West Virginia
1: Giraffe, giraffe. you ain't got to be
3: shy. Just chip on in on the podcast people have listened to he must not be related i've been oh. cooking up a lot
0: of great racist stuff to say and i'm not gonna edit any of it out because that decision <laughs> well, will lie on. with justin No, nah, here we you. go y'all
3: wanted it here no, we go hold on i got a, another now, friend thing here about on the podcast from no, Turkmenistan. Is, i just want to tell you one thing is that we don't espouse that sort of thing around here in that right other texas draft
1: <laughs> they, wait, there's another Texas giraffe? Yes, there's it's gonna two? be
0: four giraffes podcasts! And then we oh, got a special. Hi, y'all. Oh, okay, we got it's...
2: So nice of you to invite me to the show,
1: y'all. This is... is that. Is that East Texas? Where is that?
2: I come from a place deep in Texas where we we'll keep it real slow. Horizon Zero Dawn the is interesting goes because goes on all day and the day goes on all night. Hey, everybody! This is uh Jeffrey, the
3: Toys R Us draft. Thank you for having me, all the guest on this week's oh, episode of... Yeah, it's a big get. And, you know, I've only got a few minutes. So anything you want to ask me? Jeffrey, the Toys R Us Giraffe. And um, and I got
1: to be uh, on Jeffrey, on are, are the toys free? For me? You just get as many toys as you want or do you have to, like, pay, like, a percentage? How's that work? Uh, I have to pay double. Double? Yeah, because yeah, I have to hire somebody to play with them for me. I
3: just have these four silly hooves and... Have you tried using your mouth for playing? Uh... <laughs> believe me i have
1: didn't work out if you know what i mean oh yes i know
0: (laughs) (laughs) hi anything you want to say battle (laughs)
2: beasts who can forget that infamous hasbro toy line
3: uh hey quick question uh any of you guys want some hollywood cocaine got it from uh it's uh no it's not a big you'd say no if you want it's you know more for me but um wait is that hollywood giraffe No, this is still Jeffrey.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's Jeffrey. You live in Hollywood Hollywood now?
3: Yeah, you know, after I was selling out all the kids' catalogs and uh, doing all the great commercials, they've sort of retired me, I guess, because Griffin doesn't see me around as much anymore. But now I'm in Hollywood with all my favorite other animal celebs, Air Bud, the uh, dog from the Target commercials, Grumpy Cat, who actually gave me this Hollywood cocaine. And um, hello, I am another
0: giraffe. Whoa, which one is he? I'm a robotic one from Horizon Zero Dawn, the first game that we've got in the uh, running for the next round of the besties. Okay, Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out
3: and do some blows. I
0: got us out. (laughs) I got us out, Russ.
3: I'm going to. Hey, this is Griffin again. I'm gonna deploy a neurotoxin. That kills all giraffes. Just all, uh, <laughs> inject it into the air. Can I
1: just do this below first, real quick? Uh,
3: no. This is a drug-free podcast. Straight-edge besties. Poof. Okay, they're all dead. What's our first game in the second round? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn versus
0: Unknown's Battlegrounds.
3: Yeah, so... Uh, shit. Um, uh, I mean, how do we want to structure this? Because we can't just talk about how great these games are. I think we have to talk about why one beats the other, right? And for me, like... PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds
1: is... Uh... Can, I, can I talk about PlayerUnknown's? Yeah, please. Because it's been a while, but I did very recently talk about it in an essay, so I, it's sort of fresh in mind. Uh, it's not been a while since I played it. I play it every week, as we all know, but in terms of talking about it on the podcast, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds... We ta- uh, Plant earlier talked about Horizon sort of uh, summing up and uh, the you know, open-world style of play... And perfecting it and making it really great, but like we've all seen that game before. PUBG Um feels like a brand new generation of shooters. And obviously there, there were progenitors to this with the mods and stuff like that. But for the most part, like as a standout, solely like existing game, this is the first. This a PUBG feels like the first game in this generation um, that is like exploring this brand new way to play a shooter. And I 100% believe that three years down the road, every AAA shooter company will be trying to copy PUBG. It is that Absolutely. influential. Yeah. And that much of a shift from how shooters have been played. So much so that, like, five years ago, if you asked me, like, where shooters are going, I couldn't have told you because this is so different from anything I would have possibly Let's guessed. Let's
3: enjoy this honeymoon, by the way, before all of those clones do come out and... Shooter franchises that are not built from the ground up for these sort of battle royale experiences try to do them and will not be very good. See, I don't
0: think I, I disagree, and I would like to make my just so we have it here's my good faith uh, argument for Horizon Zero Dawn uh, ahead of Player in His Battlegrounds. And uh, again, please understand that I'm participating in, in a debate style format, and this is not necessarily like the belief that I hold true in my heart. but the argument that I would make is that PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds made a very, very, very strong basis, a very strong skeleton, and then from where I sit has made just as many sort of like bad or inert decisions about that that very good bones um, throughout the year that it has been extremely popular. I feel like in the hands of a more skilled experienced um maybe even staffed I, don't, I have no insight into that uh developer this very 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 strong premise based concept base ideas could be executed in a way that is uh much friendlier to new players much more accessible much more thrilling much more uh um easy to sort of find your way into and have a pleasurable experience every time um And I am very much looking forward to that because I think that PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds completely has coasted in this last year on the strength of its core premise and has not done anywhere near enough to uh, uh, continue to evolve it in this year. And that is, it probably sounds like I'm laying uh, fault at the feet of uh Blue Hole and I'm not necessarily I think that they were sort of caught off guard by what a big thing this became and spent a lot of time um trying to play catch up but I, I as great a, a of a core idea as it is um I think that like even stuff you're seeing with like there's a good version of the game the uh, or I should say a a, a much improved version um the and and once you see like how far even like that the small changes in that uh take the game You're
3: talking about about 1.0 with the mantling and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I think there's huge room for improvement here. And I think that, like, a lot more could have been done um, uh, on that end. And on the flip side of that, I think that Horizon Zero Dawn is building on an established structure but has made so many great gameplay decisions to really refine that into something that's, like, so fluid and so engaging and um uh really sweeps you from from beginning to end. Um and that is my best that is my best argument
3: that yeah, I can muster. I would I would say to counter that like I uh the the PUBG succeeds because it is finely tuned. Like Pub PUBG succeeds. I, I disagree that there are these big broad things that they could do to change the experience or make it more inviting, which I would disagree with that also because it is inviting. I don't play these fucking games at all. I don't play, uh, you know, military sim PC shooters like this. And yet this year I have spent like 250 hours playing no, this nonsense. one. nonsense. If you jumped into
0: PUBG and never having watched anything or have someone to guide you through uh,
3: playing it initially, okay. you would have a miserable time with okay, this Okay, okay, but... but not nonsense it's literally what i did i saw yeah, that this I, I basically yeah, did the same yeah well. that's disingenuous like this is you didn't do any sort like okay so you didn't read anything you didn't watch any
0: videos you didn't have anybody talk to you about how to get better at the game
1: I, all I knew it, was the idea started, of how the game yeah. worked. It's, it's, and I spent uh, the first, uh, my first match of PUBG was literally hiding in yeah. a closet in the same building for 15 minutes, Which, and it was like scary as shit, and then I was like, oh no, uh, I need to run, also, and I didn't understand the blue a, circle. That's a weird argument to leverage yeah, I, against the game. It's. It, I, I
2: just want to hop on everything that Justin talked about, because I think everything Justin said is totally fair, but I think also speaks to like... His personal taste, and this is a thing that we kind of touched on with Divinity. Like Horizon is a fantastic game that will hold your hand through large chunks of it, and you never feel lost. It is very, 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 very polished. Maybe more so than graphically speaking, any other game this year. Um, and PUBG is the opposite. It is in in development through most of this time. I I don't agree with the word coasting because i don't think i think uh the game ca- coming out is is the object that is, well like, not only like that they that, were releasing know, a patch was, every week yeah, with yeah new like, shit they that in it. horizon is coasting because they just didn't keep updating it um i i don't fully agree with that but i i, I think we're really talking about basically the the old school style of making game, game which is hey we know this formula works. We can polish it in these directions. We will release it. It will be a complete product when it ships versus the new school style, which is here's a wild idea. We've experimented with it a while. We're going to put it out into the world and we're going to hone it. It's like kind of amazing that these two games are going up against each other because they. I, I don't know if we could have found two better ends of, I, of that same I, spectrum. Okay. Hi, my name is Justin McCroy. I
0: play a character called Justin McElroy who thinks that Player in Battlegrounds is not <laughs> <laughs> should should lose in this round Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, this is my favorite character. Yeah, yeah it's I a weird I've, character. I hope, I hope I've played it well. I was just trying to generate conversation. I obviously <laughs> think player is fucking genius. Yeah, it's funny. And, and anytime I talk about it, I just want to go play it. And I uh I do not feel that way about Horizon Zero Dawn, which I think is an exceptional game. But I think, I think we Horizon Zero
3: Dawn is not even the best like open world
0: game that came out
3: this year, which Okay. Let's I'd... let's just go ahead and pass it on over. Thank you, Horizon Zero Dawn, for coming by. Great, I do great feel job. like we have not had a round yet where we talk about player unknowns Battlegrounds and what's cool and what is.: I what
0: think makes it's gonna it have, I, it's I gonna think it'll the the happen
1: fight. in the last, yeah, um, maybe. The I actually semifinals wish these were... Si- you
0: know what? Can I make a suggestion? Uh, and I'm just going to, like,
1: if you if all are okay with this, I'm going to do this. I'm not really used to us changing the rules midway through, so I don't know. If right, I'm, I'm just changing the
0: order of these to make the seating. <laughs> well, I more. wanted to put off
3: this next round as long as we possibly could, because it's going to get it's every, every. OK, every round from now on, except maybe round three here is going to be absolutely a bloodbath. But let's let's do round two, which is Super Mario Odyssey versus Nier Automata. Oh, man. Oh, this, God. This is, this hey, is, hey, wait, wait, can we
0: sit, do I'm going to do a flash poll? Just flash pole right now around okay. the table. Super Mario uh, Odyssey.
1: Mario.
3: Near. Near. Okay. Yeah. See, this is going to be it. Um, I don't know how we saw this one because again, it's two completely different games that succeed in different ways can we talk can we do this because that i don't like how that last round played out let's talk about what makes these games good and not dunk on the other one so that yours (laughs) wins um because i i just think super mario odyssey is um it it, i talked about in the first round how it like succeeds by doing all the things that the series has ever done well and combining it into one very very cool package but i i think that that um is is also kind of reductive because I think there's also a lot of very
1: cool stuff going on here as well. Um, Well, let me, a serious question, as speaking as someone that did not play a ton of Nier, I started it, I tried a little bit, didn't play a ton of it. You know, I've heard a lot from people like Christopher Plant over the years complain about games that require you to play a lot before you get to the real juice of the matter and what i've heard a lot from you guys and please defend this because i'm genuinely curious what i've heard a lot is oh you didn't play ending four you clearly didn't see the best part and that to me is a big big fucking. i can can take that is that
2: okay by you justin go ahead yeah so what i would say is yes that is true that is a complaint i have often that's usually with games that i find insufferable until like hour 50 i think there are certain rpgs that are there there essentially is no game you're just reading you're sure. you are learning systems that you will not use for a very long time and then the game starts and the game is fun i would say the pleasure of near and i think justin you and i had a kind of a similar reaction to this and it's why we kept bringing it up month to month is you play the first push through it and you're like hey, this is a good game this is a solid competent action game i get why people like it Um, It does a few interesting things, and then you start the next round, and it starts to call into question lots of what, of why and how that game worked. It does the thing that, like, I usually don't like, which is the Spec Ops line thing, where... uh, What if you're bad the whole time? Can you believe you did that? Yeah. But it it doesn't, that's not what it ultimately ends up committing to. That is it ends up calling into question that idea uh, a lot of the game is a criticism of what we enjoy about games, but also why people make games to begin with yeah. and what it means to like, what is it, you know, we play video games and there's like the idea of violence. Uh, hey, we're playing a game and we're shooting people and like, Oh, that's training us to shoot people. But the question this game gets at, which is deeper is we're creating artificial, Ideas or entities with some form of intelligence. Anyway, what does it mean that we design these things to then kill them? And what does it mean to be creators and to be stewards of the art that we create and the artificial intelligence that we create? And what does it mean to ultimately leave behind all of human civilization for whatever this kind of intelligence will be that maybe one day will yeah. surpass near, world.
0: near automata doesn't shame you for for like it it lets you fight a bunch of robots in in the style of like uh, so many games it lets you fight and kill a bunch of robots but it doesn't shame you for for fighting those robots like without really questioning it what it does is it raises the question and and i think it doesn't provide like easy answers but it raises the question of like was that okay why why did you do that and i think it's content to like have you stew on those questions rather than position itself as something that has all the answers like it, it which would have been i think a much easier thing to do is like to humanize these robots on a, on a later playthrough and then force you to feel terrible about it like it continues to push the question like okay but what if it is bad what if they are yeah. what if they are uh, what if this artificial intelligence is trying to wipe out humanity is it then okay like or is it
2: is it cool then? And, and what does that, like, it even mean to like give them artificial intelligence? I, one of my favorite parts is I, I won't get into hyper specifics, but near the end of the game, one of the characters gives these robots a, a, an ability to kind of comprehend fear um, and anxiety, and it goes great. where that goes, it goes really well. It goes, yeah, well, well, yeah, it goes, it goes in a number of directions, but it, yeah, it, it. it keeps getting you to the point of you coming to your own conclusion of like oh actually I feel this way about you know artificial intelligence now and then as if it kind of like we talked about with uh Fodi in uh getting over it right after that it raises another question that makes you think oh actually it's not actually that simple so by the time that the game ends you you're living in the in the gray muck of all of it while also not feeling like totally beaten down somehow the game is not just gobsmackingly depressing. I I yeah. I
0: don't want to detract anything from Mario
2: cuz I think Mario is this fucking is, genius this is
0: the problem. like not yeah. there's not a moment of Mario that is not uh, the, that is ill-considered. The entire thing is so thoughtful and so I think generous to the player. But what what I would say is in the end for me like Mario is a very 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 fun game that is inherently if you're talking about its place in like the canon of art if you want to say it that way is basically a, a distraction it's basically an an opiate and like i think that that's so that Man. can be so valuable and important and useful and um not as easy to make as people like like to say but I think that, like, in the, in the time period that we are living in, uh, a, something that is able to use the medium of video games to raise important questions and make you think and leave you with not just, like, a fun experience, but, like, insights into the human condition and, like, this, the state of the world and, like, leave you with questions and things that you continue to gnaw on um, is so laudable. And I think the exact sort of thing that
3: that should be uh honored in when we're talking about discussions like this same 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 premise but counterpoint to that it was a fucking dog shit year and i think there's something to be said for a game that is as joyous as like in the same way that near automata raises these important questions right about humanity and about I, i i think this game's exploration of humanity is much more like interesting than its exploration of the um, repercussions of artificial intelligence, because it is a game about what artificial intelligence and uh, ro- robots and the things that humanity made think of us. Um, and so like, yes, that those questions are all very cool and it's an important time for the, those questions to be happening, but it's also an important time for a game that is so, I, I resent the idea that it is a a distraction, that Mario is a distraction. I think it's a masterfully made like very happy joyous extremely like fun uh fleshed out experience that from a well it doesn't raise like these uh philosophical questions necessarily um it takes game mechanics that are as old as the uh the the medium itself and polishes them and refines them to a a, to new degrees and I, I i don't think it's I don't think it's fair to sort of dismiss that just because it doesn't do this. This, this is why I was not looking I'm not forward dismissing to dis- anything. No, I know. No I know. Dismission. I wasn't looking for this round because it is a question of like, what are we rewarding? This right. the the because if you want to be like snide about it, it's like, well, do you want to do the artsy game or do you want to do like the fun, polished Nintendo game? um And i I want to I want to avoid that because like, I think there's a deeper conversation to be to be had here, which is just like, it is, this is, and maybe this is just going to be split when you frame it like this, but just like what game meant more to you this year and the, you know, solid month or so that I spent 100%ing Super Mario Odyssey and, you know, spending time in these, these worlds and finding hours and hours and hours of, of levity and light and joy is, just as important to me as a game that made me, you know, think about things, think about existence uh, in a way that that, you know, games maybe haven't necessarily focused so much on anymore. Like, I think that 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 um, escape is the wrong word because it wasn't like I was escaping from the world. I was like just ex- experiencing a, a, a type of joy from this from this uh, this medium that is like my go to way of experiencing
2: joy through art. I also don't think escape or distraction should... I think they're very much the right words. I think the problem is that we feel guilty about it. Like, there's a need... Like, that is what... Like, it, Mario does not demand that you think about anything other than the pleasure of playing Mario. I think that's, like, fair to say that is an escape from the world into whatever that joy is. But I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not... even Yeah, I'm not... Yeah,
0: call I'm not that. I, let me... Let me... Offer uh, an off-ramp to this. And, and Chris, please let me know if this seems fair to you. As much as, uh, as, as warmly as I think about Nier and like the things it is doing and as brilliant as I think it is, it is structured in such a way that a lot of people that I have talked to about it, um, it I think it does interesting things from the beginning, but the, re- the real meat of what we're talking about, uh, it is structured in such a way that a lot of people just didn't feel inspired to get to that point and i think that if we're considering like uh, meditations in the nature of humanity to be the medicine of this then the 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 sweet that goes with it has to be sort of like above reproach so that like you everybody gets the stuff that like is the most valuable about it and i think that yeah. like the structure of near makes it so that a lot of people won't get that. And, um, I think
3: that that, even if you want it, like I, 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 this is everything that I've felt secretly very jealous the entire year because what you are describing is, you know, me like that's absolutely my fucking jam. Um, I just, I just, I had a hard time getting through the shell to the sweet, sweet oyster inside. And I did, I, I eventually got to at least some of that meat, but I was always sort of, doing it in a way that i wish i enjoyed a little bit more its, than i was to its credit and i'm sort of undermining myself here but to
0: its credit it does give you the option to like literally like automate combat <laughs> so right and i did, get I did to the stuff like yeah. getting to the important stuff
3: but you have to understand that that is also not a very satisfying no, I don't
0: no know, that's no, a no, bad no. sign fair fair. I, fair
2: I i i hear you i just want to completely disagree with it <laughs> because i think like <laughs> the idea that like art should for somehow for it to approach excellence should be uh, ultimately accessible by everybody from the very beginning because people are impatient. Yes, is like not on board but, with but that. But the, the combat and the the exploration, the
3: traversal, like these things that we talk about as like game mechanics, that's also like it or not like that's part of the art that is part of the art of the game it is part of the presentation it is the the structure within which this incredible needs to
2: succeed as much as anything this gets to the conversation that we had like around the pubg review me personally i just don't give much of a shit about perfect polish when a game is striving to do more and i think like this is i i think we should just like let mario win this round because i think i it
0: i agree i agree with sense, what you're saying but it's dis- i i
2: yeah well sorry just let me finish yeah briefly. sure but i i think there is a desire amongst people who love video games to always benefit polish i think that's like why horizon would um you pass gravity rush right where i there is this Games take risks, but the games that get rewarded tend to be games that are pleasurable, are joyful, and are super polished. And I think, like, if the beginning of this game is somehow not polished enough, that speaks to, like, it is more polished than 95% of things that get made. Um, but it is not, like, Nintendo polished. Um, so I, I, I get it. I, like, 100% hear it. I also just am not, like, super here for it because i think it i think the beginning of the game is strong um and i think it just gets better and i think the beginning of the game needs to be what it is for the rest of the game to click like but yeah i get it. i i totally understand but why like, people i don't think that polish struggled.
3: i don't think polish is the right i i totally understand what you're saying and i totally agree with the nut of what you're saying but i don't know if polish is necessarily the right word like because bugs. this is not this is not like there was a a problem with the presentation of okay. it or the it's not like there were rough rough edges the thing that was there i feel like was actually extremely polished it just wasn't like it, it it's a polish of
2: structure it's that, like mario second to second is like pleasurable right like right. there's no second of mario that is not giving you the dopamine kick and this is a game that like there are stretches that are not fun the the beginning of the game it is a slog to get around the world i think ultimately there's a reason for that but like that definitely does not make it an easy game to pick up and play the first time
0: i i yeah mm, i don't feel good about it like i wish it was any game besides (laughs) mario but i i think for me if you're gonna the, the fact that you, to really understand the game, you have to play it multiple times, even though obviously that's not oh, what we're but talking that's not about. That's true, also. I, I
2: think critics really screwed this game over. Like, all of the language around this game is like total garbage of what, how you actually play it. It's just one game that you play straight through.
0: Yeah, but, there, but structurally, you are repeating sections, and it is not the most. I don't play games a second time. After I finished them, my instinct, had I not heard, like, no, 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 to really get it, you need to do the other endings, the other playthroughs, like,
3: I would not instinctively have done that. What Chris, what Chris is that. saying is that it's not a repetition of the same thing, necessarily, although I would argue that some what, of it is. Two,
2: one and two are near each other pretty heavily, but three, four, and five That's, a big,
3: uh, that's uh, a big ask,
2: though. Like, that's a lot sure, of Yeah, and no, I, I agree. Like I said, I think Mario wins. I, I just think... It, it 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 really does come down to what you favor. And I, I think like for me, I I just am all I'm I, I think Justin and I have been this way since we started doing besties. Like we love a really good broken puppy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and and this is maybe the king. It's heartbroken we don't have companies. enough like
3: broken Eastern European games represented. On yeah, this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Okay, I think, so I think this one's just going to be fifty fifty for everybody because these these two are polar opposite. Great, be more different. Great games that we have just a lot preference.
0: We have a lot more to do here. Lone uh, round three of this, this is a weird one. Super round. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Lone Echo versus Dead Cells. Um,
3: so Lone is, e- uh, can we? I we, didn't even Echo, we did uh, not talk about Dead Cells at all. Yeah, we haven't touched on Juice, Dead Cells. Somebody talk about Dead Cells. Juice uh, introduced me to Dead Cells, so why don't you go for it, Juice? Dead Cells is um, sort of a
0: fusing of Castlevania and the roguelike structure um, that has started becoming injected into a lot of games. Um, I think the best comparison is probably Rogue Legacy, but where Dead Cells, I think for me succeeds is it has tons of different weapons and tons of different uh approaches you can take to the game and every single one of them feels one different and two very good. You can go from a round where you have a sword that does huge damage if your health is very low to a round where it, so it makes for this like thrilling like you're always on the verge of death uh but you're just like mowing through people to around where you have a rapier that does extra damage. If you roll past enemies that turns it into this like very fluid, uh, kinetic experience of, you know, rolling yeah. around and backstabbing people. Um, C- the entire, C- thing can I just look- comment
1: on that Yeah, please, please. before you move on the, I play a fuck ton of roguelike games. Like it is unquestionably my favorite genre. Uh, if you look at my time played on my switch, binding of Isaac is over a hundred hours, uh enter the gungeon which just came out like two weeks ago is at about 35 or 40 hours i never played it on pc i'm fucking stoked but here's what i'm gonna say all those games that i absolutely loved the combat is generally the weakest part of them the reason i love those games is because i find it interesting to abuse the combinations that the developers have included in the game to make myself overpowered and feel super strong and 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 like nail that part of it and what Dead Cells does is does all that uh, that other stuff, but the interesting combinations and interesting like ways to build your character, and makes the combat super fucking I'm, satisfying and fun. I almost wish awesome. that this and Mario Odyssey were up against each other because whereas Mario, Mario Odyssey
3: is, in my opinion, the best feeling three D game of the year, Dead Cells is yeah. like the best feeling two D game, and that's probably and true. maybe the yeah. best so, yeah. feeling. Maybe this and um, the the Metroid game that came out this year could go up because this this everything feels so fucking good uh to 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 do in this game like i played it a lot a lot a lot even after runs there would be runs where in a lesser metroidvania or a lesser roguelike game that went so poorly or had so much promise and then just like fucking fell apart in a way that was super frustrating that i would have walked away but i didn't yeah. because this game is so extremely fun to play my only criticism of it is that it um uh it's it's not quite done yet and i know that uh, please wait because i'm not saying that like early access games have no place in this conversation because that will be used against me in the next time we talk about player unknown's <laughs> battlegrounds um the the game kind of culminates in this boss fight as it is right now i do not know if they've updated it in the past few months um that is kind of shitty and really only works if you have built your character in one of a few kind of specific ways or to be more precise there are a lot of ways that you can build your character where just that final boss fight you just can't beat it and that is the that is the worst i made it to that because it's a hard fucking game and after beating my head against it a lot and uh unlocking a bunch of stuff and upgrading a bunch of stuff which by the way Please, if you're making a roguelike game, have some sort of connective tissue between the runs where you can feel a little bit more powerful run to run because this game does it really, really well and it's the best. Um, I finally made it to the boss and got destroyed because this build that had helped me make my way through the rest of the game that I felt very rewarded by was just determined to be insufficient. Um, And that was kind of disappointing for me and I think is uh, a factor of the game not quite being complete yet, which... I think next year, like this game, is going to be a fucking juggernaut that everybody's going to talk about. Um, I, I see. I I disagree. I I feel like I'm worried. Its
0: moment may have passed. Like I, the the buzz around it when it launched, I think was really good. Um, I don't think that well, barring like a huge leap forward. Two words. It's going to re-enter the conversation. Two
3: words. Nintendo Switch, Switch. version. Yeah, like uh, Switch yeah. version of this game, and then when it's done is fucking. Is hello, that that's happening? It. Like, is it, have they said it's It happening? would be. Uh, it, it has be, not been confirmed. It would be. But buck- i be very if they didn't, that. though, because that is a. This is this is a this is the best Metroidvania game of the year, and it would fucking annihilate on Switch once it's once it's like. Done and complete, and I don't. I'm not dismissing the rest of the game because again, I played it a lot, and I think it's exceptional and very, very fun. But there's something about playing a roguelike game and feeling this like I'm gonna fucking make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna reach the top of the mountain, and you reach the top of the mountain, and then there's a dude like your pants are wrong, and he kicks you back down the (laughs) mountain. That is literally what getting (laughs) uh, over it is. But um, but Lone Echo, I think is is uh, I I, for me, it's Lone Echo just because like it's the best best VR game ever, and is a very very special. A uh, very special game that came out yeah, also would... at a time of year where like there wasn't a whole lot out, which I don't know that I would have given Lone Echo a chance because I don't like I had to plug all my shit in. Yeah, it's a big um, pan. Yes, but it, it it came out in a time of the year where there wasn't a lot of like special experiences coming coming down the pipe. And it was it just blew my blew my hair back.
1: Yeah, I would probably go with Lone Echo as well. A lot of the reasons that Griffin said, which is to say, last I played Dead Cells, it wasn't wholly there, and that ending does really matter to make for a satisfying experience. And also, just Lone Echo like executes so fucking well on every single weird, creative, innovative thing that they try, that like it's, it's spectacular, and it's, you guys should really play it. I can't
3: believe yeah. Lone Echo has made it this far well wait um, i'm assuming it's plant and justin what do you think uh i didn't play lone echo i'm i i
0: i have a vibe and i know there's a sneaky backdoor way of doing it but i just haven't had my vr stuff hooked up so i've not played lone echo uh but i i think the case y'all make for it seems very strong but everybody should play dead souls
1: yep very fun plant do you have any I have opinion, no opinion. Great. I, I'm, have you I played either you. Of these games? Did you play Dead Cells at all? Well, I, I,
2: no, I played like 10 minutes. Okay. I want to play okay. more, but no. Man, that yeah. Switch version.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it'll Is it, yeah, is it be... bad? The conversation this year is about how great the Switch is, right? And because, and the Switch yeah. is great, and there's a lot of great games. There's, um, a, I would say, mm-hmm. a generous handful of great, like, exclusive games, all mostly first party, um, with, sure. it, with a couple other weirdos thrown in there as well but mostly it's a lot of ports and I, at any other time, like I would feel weird about sort of uh, saying how great that is. But again, as somebody who travels nonstop to have all of these incredible indie games, which are some of my favorite games ever. And, and the developers of these games to their credit are so smart. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, this is going to be very, very good. If I put it on switch, like Stardew Valley, like, Oh yeah, this will destroy the yeah. world. If I put this on switch, I've been really smart. And y'all like, I've had it for 10 months now. It came out in February and I have about 40 games I want to say on the Switch, which is unheard of. Um is that okay, is that is that weird to give it that much credit for ports and stuff no, like it's, that? it's
0: it's great. It's great. It's also uh an hour and 45 minutes into this podcast. Please right. for love of Jesus. <laughs> pick a bet, uh, pick a best Do game it. between Persona 5 and Breath of the
3: Wild. It's Breath of the Wild
1: congratulations
3: yeah. breath of the
0: wild
1: Griffin. what do you want to say to close out persona five because there's no fucking way i'm letting it go through
3: uh it's a great game i hope they make persona five Golden and then fix a lot of stuff and make it portable
1: and put it on switch put on switch. down the entire final act <laughs>
3: turn okay, down the wrap- entire final act and also change the entire emphasis because that's that's uh, no spoilers okay. but like this is a game about like rebelling against adults who are uh trying to fucking ruin the world which again hey pretty timely story being presented there and it does uh a Pretty good job of at least focusing on that and telling a pretty cool story about it. Um, and then in the final act it does like the usual persona shit of just right. like, but what if it's actually whatever? I'm not gonna spoil
0: it. Also this.
2: make Yusuke romanceable. How is Yusuke not? How is Yusuke romance-able not romanceable uh
0: charging on through to the next round? Semi-finals. Uh, four games left in the semifinals, Lone Echo versus Breath of the Wild. Parananes okay. Grounds versus Mario Odyssey. Round but, but one. Griffin,
1: do we want to say anything else about Lone Echo before it gets booted?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is not a great argument for a game, but it's, there, there's something to be said for, it's the best, it is the, it's the best VR game ever. It's the best, yes. if VR, and, and I don't know if VR is going to be something that, sticks around i don't know if vr is going to be something that becomes as commercially viable as you know the the traditional game releases that we that we know about but if it does like this is going to be the fucking i or it should be at the very least the fucking rosetta stone of c- being clever about how you solve for all of these these problems in vr because i've seen a lot of um in a like uh clumsy try solutions for this take like skyrim vr of just like you teleport forward six inches at a time in in trying to solve those problems like lone echo uh it, it, it's not it's not a clumsy fix for anything like it is the whole point of the fucking game and is so genius and i don't think that's necessarily a great pitch for what should be the game of the year but i think it is like definitely a standout but Breath All of the Wild right. it is probably the best game ever made. So let's move on to the next thing.
0: All right, round two. This one's a little trickier. PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds yeah. versus Super Mario Odyssey. Do we want to do a straw vote at the beginning? Yeah, sure. Uh, PUBG. PUBG. Uh, Odyssey. I mean, I, yeah, for me it's Odyssey, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be much of a... Is well, any, could anybody be swayed one well, way or the
2: other? It, tell us why it's Odyssey. Okay.
0: Well, I've already. De- I'm not gonna dunk on PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds because I do anymore because I do think it's genius and I've talked about my problems with it. Um, for me, Mario Odyssey is in many ways an evolution and a continuation of um, uh, the 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 franchise that has existed for several decades uh, and sort of a logical conclusion for that.
3: But it's I the last was, Mar- This is a, this is a Polygon exclusive. It's the last Mario last game Mario, ever made. I
0: okay if it was that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because sure. i think the the thing about mario odyssey that to me is very is is laudable and worthy of uh praise here is the which is what laudable means fuck me um so anyway <laughs> mario odyssey when you see something in mario odyssey anything it was put there for a reason like there is no experience that I can think of, like, in video games that is on this level of, I, I, I think a lot about the idea of the hand of the designer in, in game design, like, your ability to feel, I, and I think we talked about this, I talked about this with Getting Over It, like, the ability to feel that the game designer has considered what you are doing and has allowed for it to happen. And I think with Mario Odyssey, it is staggering to me that, like, I get a dumb idea to hop up on a ledge that I probably shouldn't be able to, but maybe if I finesse it just this way, I might be able to, and I'm kind of cheating the system. And when you get up there, there's some coins and Miyamoto's like, I saw you coming. I knew you were going to come up here. (laughs) So I, Shigeru Miyamoto got up here first and I put these coins here. Um, It's just so generous in that sense from, from the beginning. And so like uh, in love with the player. And I think that like in, and and I'm and it's funny because I'm making sort of a, a, a the 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 evil parallel dimension argument for where I was talking about near, but I think like in in the world as it stands now, I think a game that with zero sort of meanness in its heart and zero sort of like cruelty is able to create an experience that just hugs the player and elevates them and makes them feel good and smart and rewarded and cares about literally every second of their... Like, recognizes that time is the most precious resource we have and recognizes that every second that is invested into your game is a gift. And Mario is one of the few games that I think really exemplifies the gravity of that. And And I think that, like, it never... It doesn't take for granted any second that you give to it. And I think that that is honestly kind of
3: beautiful um and and i think a lovely sort of uh
0: gift to give people
3: you're swaying me a bit because i i agree with you and and that uh you hear developers talk about that as being an important focus for the game right like this 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 game values your your time i think that was a big thing that uh jonathan blow hit on when he was talking about braid when when braid was first coming out and i think i i agree i think it's the most important uh, I think it's the most important sort of facet of game design is respect for the player's time because uh, I am a, like, I'm a dad now and I have basically two jobs and my time is fairly limited. And so nothing turns me off faster than, well, you have to repeat this thing and there's not really a great reason to do so. But where modest Mario Odyssey is such an outlier is that it does follow that sort of uh, design mandate in a Fucking enormous! It's it's not like we respect your time. So here's an hour and a half long experience. Like this is a f- this is a fucking huge, huge, huge game that if you want to really go at it and 100 it is going to take you dozens and dozens of hours. Each second of which is valued. I think that's. I don't know that there's ever been a game necessarily that has pulled that off quite as quite as well.
1: Um, I okay. I'm gonna be a little bit negative on Mario just because even though i absolutely adore the game and i really it think it is a masterful experience i do not think that it is 100 the, the like as consistent in my opinion as consistent as people make it out to be uh, i think there are chunks of the game that don't feel as amazingly fantastic like what um certain like boss fights for example a lot of the boss fights are like not fun due to the camera or what have you uh some of them are great uh but some of them are really not fun and when i there's like a boss rush mode and i found it to be pretty miserable um i don't want to focus on the negative because i really again adored this game but i'm just trying to like Rationalize sure. the, now. I, I, the, get, the flip side here's the, that.
0: Th- here's the fact of the matter: player PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds in three years will be remembered in the way that
3: Doom, <coughs> like the first Doom, Doom I feel or like. yeah. will will be yes. remembered in
0: that. Yes, extremely important. But like, man, do I want to go back and play it? <laughs> eh, probably not. <laughs> I do want to. It's a little hard to eh. like imagine the return like Wolfenstein 3D right now. Uh, and you go, you go back to it and try to play it. And it's like, man, this really opens so many doors and 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 everything. But like Mario Odyssey, in ten years, if you fire that up, it is still going to be an absolute good. landmark. Yeah,
3: like yeah. I just, yeah. Joy, yeah. I want to put out a I want to put out a counter argument here because I I'm genuinely torn. Um, I talked about how I liked Mario Odyssey better than Near Automata because it was this joyful game that made me feel this emotion of joy. And if you want to talk about like pound for pound, the game that has elicited the most emotions from me during this year, it is PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds because I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that moment of beating that boss in Dark Souls or Cuphead this year that like you pound your fucking head against and then you finally do it. And it's like, fuck yeah, I did that. I put in the work. I... Crank that out! I can't believe that I finally did it, and I don't I, it, like. This is not an argument; it is a f- fact. The moment that gave me the most elation and happiness, um, and satisfaction this year, uh, that that a, a video game gave me was the first win I got in Player Battlegrounds. Like I will, yeah. I will never forget that. And this, but and it's not just the first; it's all of them. It's the first win that me and Russ and Simone. Uh, and somebody else pulled out in uh, the first episode of awful squad that we won a game of player known battlegrounds, while we were streaming. It was this moment. It was this culmination of, and I view a lot of my positive experiences with PUBG through awful squad because it's been so sure. much fucking fun to make that series. But the first time we won it, it completed this narrative arc of us being dumb asses who suck at the game to like, we did it like we did it together. Yeah. Um, I I've spent so much time playing it and a lot of it has been uh in in squads or duos. Um I reconnected with some some folks, some like ex Polygon X people that has it's been really great to keep up with them through playing this game, which I thought Destiny 2 was going to be and I don't think it necessarily um provided me this great social experience, but PUBG definitely definitely has. And all of that is to say like if you want to talk about uh you know video video games being these things that can uh inspire emotional responses from the player. PUBG is like designed for that and did so for me like so very 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 well. Like so so nicely and
1: um Yeah, and I and I also think like the a lot of the issue is that well, I don't know. It, 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 the the point you made about PUBG not necessarily being super playable in 3 to 5 to 10 years is valid, I think that's kind of a nature of shooters in general, but I also think it's going to be because you're going to see every, again, every developer on the sun basically take aim at this format, which is obviously very co- uh, easily copied. Um, we've already seen Fortnite and other developers like not copied. Well, I think to, it's like, going to be really fucking hard to copy it. well. Wow. Yes. Not copy. It's not easy to copy something well, but the, the the bones of it are very easily copied. And so you see like, like once we have extremely like the entire world of the development community pouring their heart and soul into like, how do I make this better? Yeah. People are going to improve on it. And the way that like, how much of the original super Mario brothers can I play? Like, you know, I'll play a half hour for nostalgia's sake, but I'm not going to like sink a ton of time into it. And I think, I think that first person, that first thing that pushes everything else forward needs to be applauded and yeah absolutely we can't talk about this thing
3: and future proof it this is the this is the game we have now and it's a game that i have spent uh 10 earth days playing and have fucking there there have certainly been moments in there of of frustration and um exhaustion with the thing um but there have also been these incredibly high highs that, um, as much as I love, as much as I love Mario Odyssey, and again, it did give me a lot of, uh, a lot of happiness, uh, yeah. I, I think that if you want to talk about, like, my peak moment of happiness this year was when I finally f- fucking conquered the machine, when I finally conquered 99 other jerks to to yeah. prove that like i was capable of doing this thing that if uh, you'd asked me last year like hey do you think you're ever going to get in this hardcore military shooter and win in a you know game <laughs> against 99 other people i would say like no that's not my that's not my thing uh, but this game yeah. proved that i could do it and that that brought me so much so
1: much happiness on and not only that on one fucking map on one map one very good <laughs> we've map. been playing one map that effectively most of the map looks almost identical to most of the rest of the other map there's a few landmarks but like You know, gun to my head, I probably couldn't pick it out. The fact that it has been this buggy, weird, laggy sometimes, hackers sometimes, like, it is a very imperfect experience. And the fact that it's still as impactful as it is, is a testament to how fucking good it is. And it really, and I think Mario is a great game, but I also think 50% of Mario is a Mario that we've experienced before. The i other would 50% disagree with that but that, feel very new i
0: i am however willing to uh <clears throat> i i'm willing to see it. i think it's interesting because it's in, in much same way as mario versus near it's a question of like what do we want to reward and i think that there's like i think it's worth rewarding innovation as well as like i can divorce excellence. it
3: i can divorce it from that conversation because for me now it's like uh a I I loved both of these games. For me, it's a very personal decision of just like which one did I, which one did I uh, enjoy the most, and and which will stick with you, right? And I think that's how I. I And I think Mario is
1: well. uh,
0: It's interesting though. It's an interesting inversion in that I think that the experience of playing Mario Odyssey will stick with people who played it the most. I think that the things that Player Unknown's Battleground has built will actually be have more effect on the. Face of gaming in the next decade. Like I yeah. think that, like in that sense, it's like more important than Mario. I think which is a thing I mean, to say.
3: Strap in by the way for this exact same conversation in the final round of PUBG. Okay, let's, yeah. go, so, let's, let's please do. Chris, that. are you okay with Chris? Are you okay with PUBG? Yeah, yeah, I'm, of course. Okay. okay. Breath of the
0: final round for Ugh. the besties game of 2017: The Legend of Zelda and Zelda's the boy by the way uh a lot of people get that confused <laughs> Legend of Zelda a boy versus uh Unknown's Battlegrounds Legend of Zelda Breath
3: of the Wild versus Unknown's Battlegrounds this would be a Hi. weird conversation to have if Breath of the Wild came out in November I mean it would not be a weird conversation I feel like it'd be a very fast conversation don't you think like if it was this fresh and this like exciting and I'm, I'm saying it's good like the that we don't yeah. necessarily have the recency bias sort of uh tinging the conversation but
2: i'll i'll take the against zelda on this um yeah,
1: go for PUBG, okay
2: yeah well i mean not even necessarily that just some some flaws in zelda okay um sure. one it can be extremely boring um two it can be obtuse in ways that don't always benefit it it, it it's it's strengths can sometimes be its weaknesses. Um, it can set you out and give you the illusion of freedom. Uh, one of the things that actually stopped me midway through the game for, I don't know, months, was I had got it in my head that I was going to um, get the very a very, very fancy type of armor. And I had done two of the main bosses, and then I got to Lava Land. And then it became very clear that my potions were not as useful as I had thought they were, and I needed to spend a lot of my money on uh, that armor instead. And it was such a disappointment <laughs> that it felt like, okay, I had I had worked, I had grinded, I had done all these things to get this thing that I, I was really covetous of, and now I'm going to have to to move on in the game, I'm going to have to just sink it into this thing that really is just an artificial way of letting me move in this new space that i need to be in i'm sure there is some other way that i could have navigated it that is also one of the joys of the game is that you can game it that it it is so open-ended but at the same time, i off not often but i sometimes found myself very frustrated by its freedom uh I think the horses are another are another huge weakness of the game that Yeah, that's the reason think...
0: it doesn't win game of the year is because of the horses. <laughs> hey, hey,
2: <wide laughs> why is problem big, with the horses? It's a big open world game and I find them uh I, I find learning how to use them very 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 frustrating. It's got a motor. Yeah, it's, it's got a motor, The horses it's are got a motorcycle Now. Next, yeah, year. And the Next, the motorcycles year.
3: fucking great.
2: Yeah, um I again, I think I think it's a very 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 good game. I I do think it is not a flawless game as some sure. people like to describe it. I think it is a game with a number of flaws, but I think those flaws, kind of like what I've said about Nier, are products of the risks it takes. I I I'm not sure you could take the risks that it does with open world, um with its uh it's basically refusal to hold your hand at certain points without also having some of these kind of headaches
3: can we can we mention the dlc real quick which this should not factor into the conversation right because i feel like that's kind of a bogus precedent to set sure. maybe um but we just never really dived into the dlc before this should have gone in maybe the honorable mentions thing at the beginning of the episode but um i didn't really play dlc one or because uh, i was waiting for like two to come out and i knew i was just going to replay the whole thing again and they add some stuff that really make the experience of going around the world like so much better uh the first dlc adds a warp token that you can just drop anywhere and now it counts as a warp point that you can warp back to at any point and you can move
1: it around the world wherever you want it which is like that i if that and also i i, I want to make sure we call out a total game changer that should be in every open world game ever from now on if the technology allows it the, i don't know what they call it Hero- Heroes path path yeah hero's path which shows you the last 300 hours of gameplay where you it's walked on the really map cool and it's seriously like i still haven't gotten 120 shrines because i refuse to look up where the remaining shrines are i think i'm missing like five and all i do whenever i get some free time in the game is i'll be like oh i have not gone here ever I'm going to walk over there. And the number of times that I've maybe not found a shrine, but I found like a new area that looks completely different from any other area I've seen is like crazy yeah. to me and awesome. And it was just a genius so addition. The
3: DLC also has the motorcycle, which I can't stress enough. Like it is so fucking fun to explore. There's a jump button while you're on the motorcycle. So you like go up a mountain and you hit the top and you jump off of it and now all of a sudden you're flying through the air on a motorcycle like fucking evil can evil and then you can leap off <laughs> of that and now all of a sudden you're parasailing off of it. It also adds, uh, I think it's called the ancient bridle that you can put on any horse yeah. and then you press a button and your horse is instantly. No matter where you are, or where your horse is in the world, it instantly appears right next to you. Yeah, you could be on top it, of a tower, which is which pretty I think funny. fixes the horse problem pretty pretty yes, much a lot. I think it does too, um, but it requires DLC. And also the uh, the uh, the guard or what is it? The champion song uh, like story ballad. DLC is fucking oh, champion's ballad is really really great and it adds more sort of character building cutscenes and stuff that I found very enticing. But anyway, the,
1: the, here I do want to say. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I still am not hundred percent sure what I'm going to land on because I'm really vacillating pretty hard for both. Someone on this podcast defend the experience of rain in oh, breath of the wild. Um, I can defend it in this way. Uh, Rain in breath of the wild
3: is a big pain in the ass, especially if there is a lightning, a thunderstorm because then you can't I actually think that's cool. Cause like you can't have any metal. Yeah, gear, that doesn't bother and, me or also get electrocuted. Um, the only time that rain really works is the first time you're making your way into the Zora world. And it basically limits you from trivializing this like kind of cool path of, um, monsters that you have to find your way through and fight your way through. Because if you could just climb over a mountain and just be done with it, then you could just do that. Um, and so in that, in that sense, it makes sense. Um, they needed some way to make it. They gave you infinite ability to climb wherever you want, which is, uh, like, we shouldn't trivialize that is fucking groundbreaking and really remarkable. And I do not, it is going to be something that is going to be a pain point for every other open world game. I play where I don't have that level of freedom of exploration. Um, And when you, it's raining, you are slipping and sliding and it makes it much, much harder to, to climb up things, which can be kind of annoying sometimes.
2: Also, I'm not the first person to say this, but I think it's really cool that it, it takes the world and makes it antagonistic against you. Mm. Like, so many... I mean, this is the ability to climb everything in the game anyway, but so many open-world games uh, are static boxes. Uh, it, Fresh and I have talked about this with my love of Red Faction Guerrilla. And you, while you can't destroy everything in this game, everything is... Um, it has a purpose. It can be climbed. It, it, it you can engage with it, and I think that they found a way to somehow make it so it's not just an object that benefits you, but that it can also be turned against you. And I, yeah. I, I think the same thing with rain, with lightning. I think it's really interesting that they found a way in the story that seems natural to turn the entire world against you in, in a way that isn't just more enemies.
3: And in terms of scale, hmm.
2: like you cannot beat this game I don't think in terms of like
3: how it deals with scale because you have that first moment of stepping out of the Shrine of Resurrection and looking over the world and that moment which I almost wish they hadn't I don't know how you don't put this in a trailer is so breathtaking like the first time you 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 play the game um and and it's constantly all of these like incredible vistas the world is so like um, it looks like a really good Studio Ghibli movie, like it has such a unique sort of uh, ar- ar- artistic style that is not just like everything's all high res and gorgeous. It is painterly in in a way in, in yep. most of the places that you're at. But then you get to Kakariko Village and it's in this valley and it feels much more closed in and there's all these, um, you know, thatched roof. Uh, cottages with these fires inside, where people are keeping warm from the storm outside. Or every time you go into a shrine, and now all of a sudden you are not in this open world where you are the master and commander of the, you know, the the elements and can go anywhere. Now you are. Are, are limited and you have to figure out this, you know, clever, this clever puzzle that, that you're in. And it's a completely different type of, of experience. And that's what Zelda, like 3d Zelda games and in a way 2d Zelda games have been about and that they've all been open world to an extent where you can go around and find different sort of pathways to uh, empower yourself and then go into a dungeon where it's like, all right, let's see if you're tough enough. This game does that 120 times plus change. Like, I I think is, yeah, is kind of Yeah, I would remarkable. also say
1: like in if you think back to Ocarina or um Majora even Majora's Mask and other games like they feel linear in comparison to how open this game is. Yeah, like you are really moved down very specific paths through towns, through whatever. I mean they're granted they are open world to a certain extent, but like for the most part they're pretty linear and like small as hell compared it's, to this it, game. And that's not a knock necessarily it's a different experience. It's it's so
3: fascinating how this is such a and we haven't really talked about this is such an enormous departure from what Zelda is. It is right. it is this is a fucking huge open world game and there's no like um there 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 have been there've been no uh things cut cut out of that experience in making it this new thing. And while it is like in my opinion like one of the best open world games ever made and something that fixes so many of the problems that I have with open world games, it's kind of incredible how much Zelda DNA is still in no. it like it's no. it, it's not like a okay we're, we just made an open world game because we're Nintendo and we wanted to make an open world game but we'll call it Zelda so we'll make your life be represented in hearts and there's rupees and stuff it, like
1: it's the, I mean it feels like Zelda one like a, a, a next-gen version of Zelda one which is to say no guidance you can go over the fuck you want you get creamed by most enemies because you don't know who you're fighting or where items are or anything um, and but it obviously has been modernized with physics and fucking chemistry and and that stuff like all sorts of crazy shit really shines in master mode. I am so glad that I
3: I went back and played the game again, partially because like I'd kind of forgotten what I loved so much about it. And in like writing my game of the year video for polygon, I was like, what if what the fuck do I say about breath of the wild? It was really good and really polished, really well made. And in playing it in master mode, like you really have to use all of that, like clever physics discovery based, stuff or else you'll die especially early on in the game when you have nothing and the enemies you're fighting are these god killers uh you 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 have to use that stuff and it really makes you appreciate like how much work went into making it feel like this new thing all right we have talked about
0: both of these games a lot where is everybody at I mean, Breath
3: of the Wild. I know it's. I, I. The only reason I would not pick Breath of the Wild is if I wanted our pick to be more interesting. And, and that's not to say that PUBG is uh, not a good game because obviously I think it's incredible, but like I, I think Breath of the Wild is a fucking masterpiece.
1: Yeah. I wonder if like Plant are 1.0 oh, Pub Plant. Yeah. Are you
2: leaning towards PUBG? Uh, no. So the weird thing about Breath of the Wild is you can play it uh, wherever you want because it's a portable game. That's that huge. true. That's huge. I I I I I I know that's like kind of become like the empty thing of the year. But while while y'all were talking, yeah, while you were talking, I that is the thing I kept thinking about is, man, I can't can't discount that. (laughs) Like, usually this type of game, it feels like if Nintendo or any other company had made this console, this would be the game that would come out four years in, and it would be like, oh, now they they've really figured it out. But this came out like day one. Yeah, it just was there. Um, And I I think that's that's pretty incredible. So, yeah, I'm probably leaning Zelda.
0: Russell? Yeah.
1: Yeah. um... (sighs) Yeah, what I was going to say real quick is that PUBG, I think, if 1.0 PUBG had come out like six months ago, and we would experience, like, a mu- right now the game runs, like, a hell of a lot better, looks a lot better, lighting, gorgeous, two maps, maybe I would feel differently, but the fact that, you know, we spent a year playing, like, a very awesome, amazing, fantastic, earth-shatteringly different game, but still a game that had a lot of problems, performance, etc., whereas fucking Zelda was just, like, such a joy and, like...
3: I don't, I don't want it to boil down to, like, it was the more polished game, though, because I think we're... we're no, 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 no. we have no, no, well no, no.
1: beyond that. But what I'm saying is... What I'm saying was, like, it's, you know... There are things what, that are uh, keeping PUBG from its full potential. Like, and have... And that has been the state yeah, of it. Yeah, and I think they're starting... Really starting just now, like, this month, to address those things. But it's happening so late in the year where Zelda was fucking at peak position day one. And I'm not just talking about... Uh, Polished. I'm talking about like Certain design things and like uh, You know uh, Like all that stuff matters And um, I don't know I think I'm probably Yeah I'm leaning towards Zelda I was going to say PUBG but well, whatever you guys think
3: oh. Were you really or are you just trying to be hip uh, You know yeah. the,
0: mo- the more we've talked about uh, Public G The thing that is hard for me to get past And, and I I think we're probably going to end up on Zelda, but the thing that is hard for me to get past is like the and i'm probably it probably seems like i'm uh have a, a split personality here, but i i it really is just thinking about each question uh as it comes up uh in in each of these rounds, but it is hard for me to deny the like absolute like we built a video series Empire
3: a video Empire Empire. thank
0: you no like this game like has brought us so much like fun and joy in in this year and like it, it certainly there were conversations that I had with people about Zelda about like how great it is but it was still pretty much an insular experience and like there's something huge to me about the fact that like this game is something that managed to like and in, in the way that i've kind of felt about destiny 1 actually like that it managed to bring so many people together and just like give you a a sort of space to have fun with a, a bunch of people in a way that like no other game really i think has achieved and not on this level of like uh not on this scale certainly and and i think the scale of the game is certainly what what lends itself to that but like the countless hours of of joy and pleasure that we like as a collective have derived from
3: public G makes it it sort of hard. to And it doesn't feel close. It doesn't feel close to tapped. Like even if if, if 1.0 hadn't come out, this new map hadn't come out and all this new stuff hadn't happened. I spent 250 or so hours playing the, uh, I early access version of player Known's battlegrounds. And I still feel like I could have played it another thousand hours and each game would have been, Diff, different in some in some meaningful yeah. way.
1: I I to play devil's advocate again. To the only thing I would say is I agree with everything Justin said. I think if PUBG if we didn't have custom game access, I don't know That's a good that we, awful squad would have had the legs uh, in addition to a shout out to uh, awful squad junior which is like a very good community that has supported uh, awful squad and joins us for streams and plays with us like i think most people who do not have 100 people that could just jump into a custom server and fuck Can't around for an because awful squad jr
3: exists because of pubg like the, that that community sure. would not have popped
1: up around another video series that we had done with a different game
2: the- yes
1: 100 percent. so they made the possibility for that i just i wonder how much i need to knock the game for the fact that like most people will not ever have that experience it's our list
0: <laughs> i mean it's our it's our, it's our list. list we can do whatever we want yeah no i mean I know. that's it, true. and
3: if you want to talk about like important stuff on a personal level this is a new genre of games really a new platform i don't play like pc shooters just because i i decided sure. to play destiny 2 on console instead of pc because i knew the pc crowd was going to be way more hardcore like i've shied away purposefully from pc shooters and especially from hardcore shooters and military sim shooters which i think given the amount of uh like technical shit bullet drop and scope zeroing and all that garbage uh that that exists in pubg i think you could classify it as that it's not a way that i uh it's not a a genre i tapped into before and now i find much more approachable um but if you want to talk about things that this game made approachable for me i watched a lot of streaming of PUBG this year which is never aside from uh you know games done quick and the speed running circuit which I, I i tap into from time to time um i never really got the experience of watching other people play video games sort of uh with a uh a mind towards fandom which is not to dismiss that it's just like personally speaking like i never really got into it until this and now like I do a lot like I spent some some nights watching uh, uh, Jake Lear, uh, Awful Squad guests and and former Voxer just playing PUBG because it's really fucking fun to watch other people play this game. I watched the uh, the big tournament that they did, uh, which was a little bit of a mess, but it was still really fucking fun to watch this game uh, being played at the highest levels of mastery um like it it sort of gave me a new way to enjoy video games which is not a a new way for everybody else but it was certainly a new way for me um i man, i don't fucking know now
0: i i the thing that i, I know i made comments about accessibility and i i guess i should have refined that a little bit to say that like i think it it needs to do a better job of getting people who are new to the game into firefight situations repeatedly or like at least other than, like, practice with weapons or, like, a shooting range or something to help you I mean, you you have the load-in.
3: The load-in area, I think, is supposed to be that, but it eh, does not do a good job.
0: it It needs a way to help you, like, grow your skill in the firefight segments that don't pop up enough until you've sunk a lot of hours into it. And that is what I mean by accessibility in that, like, getting better at this game really does require a big time commitment because there's a big part at the beginning where you're not doing the stuff you have to do to close the deal. But what I will say is that from... The other side of that accessibility token is, I think that PUBG takes, makes uh, like huge multiplayer shooters, it divorces the fun of those from skill for a large chunk of it. And what I mean by that is, really, I think with the state of most first-person shooters to really have a fun time you need to be really good at the game. And I mean, like, I think Call of Duty is a great example of this, where, like, it's usually fun to play a new Call of Duty game for the first week because not everybody's great at it. And then after that, you get outclassed pretty quickly by people who are playing it hardcore. And I would say with PUBG, you can have a good time by being smart and, like, making good choices. And, like, that's really cool. Like, that's really a huge sort of, like, step forward, I think, for... For the shooter genre and like an absolutely
3: necessary shot in the arm. I could go either way, gang. I really don't know.
1: While we're talking about this, all I can think is Nintendo. If you wouldn't mind using the Breath of the Wild engine to make a Four Swords Adventures with online play, can you fucking I'd imagine? Be really how amazing. Good. I mean, it'd be people knocking be... each
3: other over with big, big metal boxes, probably nonstop. Totally fine with yeah. me. That would be amazing.
1: Um, Can we do a quick
3: another sort of gut yeah, gut vote. check? Maybe not the final vote, but like I'm curious let's as if things have changed because I really do not know. Uh, I'd still say PUBG. Chris?
2: Mm, I don't I have a fresh.
1: I think I'm sticking with Zelda.
3: Man, this is this is I think PUBG is in a lot of ways our sad broken puppy of the year, right? Like it's a game that is, there's a lot of things that are fucked up about it that we all love so, so, you know so what, much.
2: It, it really comes down to a coin flip for me.
3: No, that's which not is a like good a dumb, way
2: to do it. I, I know, but like sometimes life hands you coin flips. No, you, it doesn't. You have two children that you get, love. You know what? You, you know what? If what, it, it is these? a
1: tie, we we already have someone to soft ties. No, us, so God, we're not doing that. it
2: that way again. No, fuck no, I'll
3: quit the podcast. This will be the last episode of the Besties. This is a this is a show where we make now dumb. Wait, don't, we don't, don't get take dumb a bat arguments in front of me
0: unless you meet it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I, I still think it's Zelda for me. I think that I think that PUBG is a very important game, but it's not just like that's not why I think it deserves to maybe be game of the year. I think it is also like a deeply fucking fun, brilliantly designed game, but as a as a whole package, like I I do think yes, I recognize that it is it has some flaws, but we, it is we,
0: let me ask you this. As close been, to perfect I'm, a
3: game as I've played in a long time.
0: I'm asking everybody this. But like we've been sitting here on this boring uh conversation for what feels like three hours, and it's definitely getting there. Um, when you've certainly got the itch to go like play a video game instead of have to do this anymore. The the thing that I have the thought that has occurred to me the most during this discussion is like, man, I wish I could go play some PUBG. That's a very fun video game. And like, it's been out for a grip. It's been out for a while, and I've played a lot of it, and I still am in that mindset. And like Am looking forward to the next year of this game in a way that, like, I don't know that I've ever felt about a a uh, uh, a game, um, and that for me is sort of what tears is like. Zelda. I actually tried to get back into it for the for the Champions Ballad, and like, I instantly was like, and I had the same problem with Horizon. Like, what do any of these buttons do? Why do I have? <laughs> why do I have so many fucking bows? Like, what is happening here? If, and if- uh I don't feel that way with with PUBG, I think that they're like I I could hop on whenever and and play around with it, and i i think that that's really cool
3: if that's the way we're going then then i would go with zelda because i literally did just replay the same game twice in the, the same huge okay. game twice in the Fair. same year just I'm, so I i'm could prepared to
2: make the final decision it. well for you or for all No, because i i have i have a deciding vote if i want it he does <sighs> the winner is near congratulations on <laughs>
0: no one expected this
2: uh, we gotta do no, this we gotta I, do I, this I, I, I I think like it's gonna come down to a tie again. No, if, if I if I vote PUBG, it will come down to a forever tie. Interesting. Uh, I love them both for very very different reasons. I really. I can't bring myself to say. Either of them is better than but that's other. what we do here
3: we make bad decisions that we feel know, terrible about we can't do a, a time we can't do a New York giraffe fucking deciding it for us this, well, so this, say, <laughs> say
2: I, I say PUBG what's, what's our solution
1: yeah where do uh, we go
2: from there we keep fucking we're problem. just gonna go on we for,
1: keep going, keep going. <laughs> it's like a filibuster oh my gosh <laughs> I'm gonna start reading the newspaper
3: uh, what, <laughs> what haven't we considered what haven't we considered there's gotta I, be something PUBG's not portable so that's, that's a point in Zelda's direction
1: um i i um, so uh, let me address uh, justin's point justin when you were playing zelda like in the heart of zelda when you were like just had played it um didn't you feel that like i want to stop podcasting and go play zelda oh yeah absolutely totally and 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 to not for knock some that, parts of it <laughs> there are some parts uh, of sure. it where i was like man
0: mm-hmm. it's raining or man this the heat thing is annoying. Boy, I'm tired of messing with that. Uh, there, there were certainly lulls in Zelda where yeah, like, I'm not I didn't want I wasn't sure. compelled to, like, hurdle forward.
1: To, ad- to address your point specifically comparing it to PUBG, I think the reason that PUBG is a game that you can jump into very eagerly out of nowhere is because there's no baggage, which is to say every game starts from scratch, and it doesn't matter if you're geared up or you don't have to, like, reboot necessarily. You just need to remember the buttons um and i don't think that that's I'm, not a bad I'm not thing necessarily i actually talking the about reason... recall
0: though russ i'm talking about the potential of the thing like the 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 fact that it is has been here it's been out for a while and has like with a pretty threadbare offering has managed to like uh, sustain everybody's interest for so long and then like the the fact that like the it's about to double in size like it, realistically uh, about sure. to double like and and I cannot wait to see what else that brings like in in the next year.
1: Um, I feel the same thing. About. I don't. I don't know that we can uh, rule on potentialities though, because because I also think
3: that Champions Ballad expanded Breath of the Wild in a really very cool, meaningful, surprisingly substantial way. Um, so I don't, I don't, I, and God willing,
1: they'll just update it. Please God. Like, yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah. But I, I don't feel comfortable being like, well, there's probably going to be three more maps by next fall and a bunch of new weapons and a new mode and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't like, even though that does excite me too, I don't want to rule. They could just as easily
3: fuck it up. Like I said the same thing about destiny Two, which again, like I enjoyed the time I spent with destiny Two, but I also had this sort of apologetic, like. Well, I know there's some problems, but I'm sure they're gonna fix it. And I think that Bungie's actually made some kind of bad decisions and how they. So, like uh, odds are, PUBG could, you know, not go in a great direction. You, that is the nature of sort of these live games. Um, is that you just is that you just don't know?
1: I also wonder, like, how much of this is like my affinity for Zelda as a franchise, which is to say, like, I love Zelda. I've played every Zelda installment. This is my favorite Zelda game ever. Not even a question. I loved Link to the Past. That was before this. That was my favorite. This is better than Link to the Past. It is fucking fantastic. not open the door
0: to that discussion. I'll give you five American dollar PayPal you right now. <laughs> if we could not and have I, a, so that So
1: what I'm saying is I don't know, like, like whether it's getting points in my brain because it is conquering what I thought okay. was uncommon. Let me I'll, make, let me make this. Now, I, I'm going to, I'm okay. going to, I I'm going to put an end to this. Oh, I also have another
0: thing. Well, okay. Then I definitely want to put <laughs> an end to it into well, uh, it. The- let me do my thing. <laughs> let me do my thing. Let me do my thing. Let me just, just try my th- thing. I've got a piece so my bad. Thing. Please. I'll do anything. Okay. The- do your thing in a paragraph.
3: No breath of the wild is a very <laughs> good game. Right. And we've touched on this a lot during these 12 hours of recordings that we've done, uh, in that it's like a, 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 a portable game. Right. And a lot of the time that's been sort of joking like, Oh, and by the way, you can take it with you. Um, But there is something to be said for the fact that, like, I play games in kind of a specific way now where usually I'm also doing something else. I'm on the couch, uh, you know, watching watching TV with Rachel uh, or I'm, you know, I'm on the go or whatever. And this was the year where that sort of at that sort of habit or that way that I play video games became like the only way I play games just because of the nature of where I am at in life. And I genuinely think if it weren't for the Switch, I would have had a much different year of playing games, which is to say I just would not have played nearly as many of them because I wouldn't have this this avenue available to me. Um, And to me, like Zelda is the game that that started all of that like PUBG. I agree is groundbreaking in this way where it introduces a incredibly fun genre in a, a a really sort of we talked about how it's the the sad broken puppy but it is actually you know it's a very technically polished game that not many developers maybe no other developers could have made um but in the same way i think that there is something to be said for the way that you play a game is just as important and to me, this was what the Switch accomplished this year, and there was no greater accomplishment uh on, on the Switch than Zelda. And so for, for that reason, I think it is I'm pretty solid in my choice of of it being Zelda.
0: All right, great. I'll give it up to Zelda uh zelda congratulations <laughs> just and like, that? Just like see, that yeah just like that you didn't. what was your thing justin it was just no, this was just except, except then i pay. put the bit in about how you convinced me uh it I, no i think that uh <laughs> if you were to lock these two games in amber and you were to get both of them on a, a dvd then i th- uh, that you would put into your your computer system it probably wouldn't fit on either one of those so let's I call it a blu-ray um <laughs> i think that at, at, at this exact point in which we're recording, Zelda is the the bigger accomplishment, and ultimately the by a hair's breadth the better thing. Because a lot of Could my we... excitement about
3: PUBG it has to do with our experience and also the future of it. Could um, we put an asterisk and say that we'll we'll give it to Zelda, but next year we will also consider PUBG in no. the game. No, no, no. Seriously, <laughs> I think it's worth talking about. Twenty eighteen, December twenty eighteen. We do this Stupid. episode. And I think we bring back PUBG just to see if it fucking has stood up to the test of time. And if it actually has become this like huge fleshed out experience that we all really want it to be. Cause if so, like maybe it'll win next year. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll talk
0: about that in 2018, but for now, thank you for listening to this incredibly lengthy episode of the besties. Maybe it's People love that shit by the point we release it. It's hard to say, uh, but thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this all year. Um, Congratulations to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, The second Zelda game to ever win. Wow. She should be. Okay, great. So anyway, that's for the besties. (laughs) Be sure to join us again next year for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
1: Besties!